What's up, what's up, guys? Coach here, uh, Mark Mendes, real estate coach. Welcome back to Chalk Talk, uh, the open playbook of life. Um, we're here on a Sunday morning. Excited to have a full cast. Yeah. I don't know what my vacation is, but, you know, I guess people get vacations around here. Uh, Sarter, Coach Sarter, you just got back from where? California, Redondo Beach. How was that? Redondo Beach, really nice. Cold. I did not pack accordingly. <laughs> really? Yes. Like cold, well, breezy? Like it's right by the water, right? Then you first indicated that I probably should wear warmer clothes. Uh, but it was really chilly. I thought it's never cold in California. It never rains. Oh, never rains. Never rains. Oh, okay. It was cold. Okay. It was cold. Well, we'll talk about that here in a little bit and see you know, what that brought to you. I'm sure that was a nice little journey trip. It was. So, Coach Bailey, how no, you doing? I'm good, good. You um, want to make your announcement? or? Uh, yeah, sure. Yesterday we found out that we were having a boy. Yeah, so you had no idea. No, I had no idea. I fully expected a girl. Who was the keeper of the secret? Uh, it was Mo's cousin. Okay. She, she knew. Carla? Yeah, she knew that day. She opened up the motion and set everything up. So. Okay, That's so cool. What was, uh, yeah, you, you, <laughs> what was the feeling like? I mean, because. I don't know, man. You know me, I'm just real, like, even killed. I, I already knew we were having a baby, so it was kind of like. You knew you were having a baby? That's, that's good. <laughs> but yeah, that, but to me, that's like the biggest thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's a boy or a girl, that was the same thing with the first one. I mean, but. Let's be honest, was it a, were you a little bit happy? I mean, did you, like I football mean, highlights start <laughs> running through your head? Like, I'm because that's automatically yeah, I mean. what I would think. So I'm like, I'm like struggling internally because I know that I want a lot of things for a little boy, but I don't want to necessarily push them too hard. Mm, that's a I, balance. I feel like I see that all the time. And I, that's why I was glad that we had Jules first because it was like, okay, I don't know if we expect them to want for a kid, but a girl, like, they're more delicate. Uh, just, it's just a different approach versus a boy. Like, if I had a boy first, I don't know what I would have done, man. Like, that dude would probably be all roughed up all the time, bruised up, so. They're going to they're gonna do that anyway, right? So, let's bring in our guest today, <laughs> Robert Garcia. Uh, I have a CPA guy, which that is my I'm CPA guy. The hoodie and the cup there. Thank you, thank you. Oh. That's, that's, oh, yeah, we're still okay. waiting on the cups. Well, we're still waiting on our designer to approve the yeah, like, logo. Like my little sticker. Well, cups for our show. Very clean, concise. Mm -hmm. I feel like with white, though, I would have coffee all down the side. Yeah, you probably would. There's no, there's no coffee, man. So, Robert, man, uh, <laughs> it's all just brand Let me go ahead and uh, just, just watering. <laughs> hey, put we'll your talk, mask we'll on. Talk, we'll talk about branding, man. Um, that is important. Yeah, let's talk about branding. Um, but uh, first and foremost, again, we want to thank you for tuning back in. We're on episode eight, so I can't believe it's eight episodes in already, and I think we're getting better and better each time. We want to thank our sponsor, Alternative Solar, for, again, allowing us to use the facilities and sponsoring us, and I believe they're still giving away a test, so look into that. Um, my man behind the camera... Edward Grind never stops. That was my cue. That was a cue. <laughs> My man behind the camera, yeah, yeah Alex. She, she was just like, uh huh. I'm like, that's you, that's you. So we're grinding, never stops. Um, we got self made over here. We got the real estate coach. We got certified fit, and then we have I have a CPA guy, man. So, um, me and you go way back. Um, 
I'm super proud of the things you've done. Obviously, took a different career path. I don't know if any, I don't know any other accountants, so maybe that's why you're my accountant. I don't know. <laughs> nah, you graded what you do. So I'm like, dang. Um, so man, just talk about uh, your, your journey. Uh, tell me something about it's it's pretty thick for you right now, huh? Tax season. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, thanks thanks for having me. And, and I also just wanted to say, too, because I think it's important, you know, I'm proud of you for doing the things that you wanted to do. You say you were going to start out and do something, right, and here you are, right? It didn't matter how long some of these things took, and you took a few different paths as well. But, I mean, you've continued to grind, man, so I, I respect that a lot. But also, shout-out to everybody in the room. Shout-out to everybody in the room as well, too, because – it, it, it takes a village, man. It it's, mm -hmm. supports a big, big thing, right? We deal with small businesses all the time, and a lot of those businesses that struggle are, you know, people that just, you know, they're not out there doing the entrepreneurship, the small business owner type stuff. So um, having good people in your corner that can support the things you want to do and the pivots, it's, you know, that they, they, they come with it. Um, yeah, for me, it's, you know, Robert Garcia, right, my name, CPA. Um, but, you know, several, we started about seven years ago. Um, it's kind of a... I don't want to call it a side hustle. Basically, what happened was I had a friend of mine who's an immigration attorney, and she called me up. She says, I have these clients, you know, that, that they're just a little iffy on their bookkeeping, right? They're working with somebody. I was working corporate America, so, you know, it's totally different. And uh, went down to the office. She, so she asked me, can you come down and take a look at the numbers? I'm like, sure. Like, I don't, you know, it's a bread-making company or something. Like, I don't. Not that familiar with that, but I'm kind of bread. You know, you know, but I'm like, accounting is accounting, so I, sh I was like, Yeah, I show up, you know, it's like, no problem. I get off at you know, five, whatever. I show up to the offices, she had her stuff, and you know, and, and these people were so these people from Mexico, right? And so there's visas, right? They come out here, call investment visas, right? So they come out here to invest the you know, X amount of dollars to come out here and start their business. Part of that process is compliance, right, with all of the state and local agencies, federal agencies, you know, and making sure everything else, their numbers are viable, right? When you're going to, you know, come into your capital and things like that and grow in the business. Um, so we went through everything. I was like, hey, you know, this, everything looks good. There just may be an explanation, an issue, maybe communication gap or something, but everything looked good. From that point, she was like, hey, you really probably should do this part-time. But I'm like, I'd always envisioned, like, corporate America. I, mean, I want this corner office, you know what I mean? I want, you know, whatever, the title and all that good stuff. Um, and so I was like, you know, I have a license. I didn't know what that meant, right? Like, so I'm, I'm one of eight, you know what I mean? And so I do have, I, I believe, one other brother that's got a master's degree. I'm the only one that has, you know, a, a certification, you know what I mean, a professional certification mm -hmm. like this. Um, so I was, you know, just wanted to be careful. So I registered with the state board, did all stuff, you know, legit, you know what I mean, LLC, all that good stuff, um, just to be compliant with the state board because we have a lot of rules that we have to, to abide by, you know what I mean? Ethics, you say we accountants? Yeah, okay. so we have to, you know, the Texas State Board of Public Accountancy, right? It's the same way TEA and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I did that, and then it just from there it was always kind of like, you know, I had you know, her and she introduced me to a couple people, and so they were just kind of feeding me a few things here and there. And so it was just a matter of like, cool, you know, part-time, working full-time, doing all that stuff. And then uh, I guess you could say <clears throat> fast forward, you know, three, four years from that time, you know, it's still kind of picking up a little bit more. Again, referrals, you treat people good. I mean, we have people leave. Sometimes we're not a good fit, you know what I mean? And for me, it's kind of hard to swallow because I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to help everybody, you know what I mean? And when they're like, nah, this ain't going to work, it's like, man, did I do something? Um, which is something I struggle with, something I have to look at, you know, in terms of the confidence and say, you know, hey, we're not a good fit. I, I couldn't help you, and I want you to, you know, and I had one this year too that, but, um, you know, right about that time, we were like, all right, you know, do we do this full time? Do we not? You know, what do we want to do? And so 
we were talking about like logo, right? We got to get legit, right? Because people were now hitting us up saying like, you have an office. I said, no, nah, I've always been virtual, right? I don't, mm -hmm. I don't have office money. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't. And so, you know, we did all that. And, and the one thing was funny because at that time, yeah, you know, virtual wasn't a thing. Like people right. wanted to see you, right? They're like, nah, you're not lit. Like you're going to take my money. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, you know, we didn't even have Zelle and stuff back there. You know what I mean? But they were giving me financial information, banking information and stuff. And so... Uh -huh. So the one thing that they were like, well, do you have a website? And I was like, no. But so I was like, but I'm going to get one. Because if you know what I mean? If that legitimizes Because if you ask me, me, then I should probably have one. Yeah. So yeah. we started there. We started looking at logos. And when we were going through that process, I was like, man, I want to I want to be legit. Like, I want blacks and golds. I want power colors and stuff. And the more we thought about it, man, it was like, but that's not, like, that's just not me. Like, that feeling, you know what I mean, is not. It's not us, you know what I mean? It's not me. That's not who I gravitate towards, you know what I mean? It's just not who I want to help. Like, so, you know, my wife was just working through, working through, working through, right? And she just, you know, she, she heard something somewhere, something about having a guy, right? And so she was like, hey, I have a CPA guy. And it was like, uh, all right, like, okay, <laughs> it kind of sounds catchy, but, you know, it's like, I was like, it's gimmicky. So maybe that's enough for people to be like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Right. Let me give him a call. Just if, if nothing, it's not going to scare you off. Right. You're already sure. a CPA. <clears throat> so we ran with that, you know, for the last three years. Again, we were really reactive in the business. Right. We were like, people show up. Cool. How can I help you? Here's what my fees are. Right. I can't help you after that. Right. I don't have the bandwidth to do that. But here's what I can do for you. Calls after 530 weekends. Like this is my schedule. If that works for you. Cool. So we just did that. And some of my clients had to leave because they grew and I couldn't service them. So I'm like, no, mm -hmm. you need to find someone that works best for your business, right? And so um, it, it just started hitting. It just, it just stayed, right? It just it became like this thing. And so then we were like, you know what? It best represents us. Like looking back, it's like that's exactly who we are, right? We're mm -hmm. the guy that someone's going to call for whatever, right? We've always, I've always been that guy. Like you call me for most anything and I'll help, you know what I mean? With through most anything. And so, I mean, ever since then, it's been like all like, so I won't say full force forward up until probably about a year ago where we were like, cool, we got to get shirts. We got to get branding. We got to start slapping this thing out there and letting people know we exist. But the struggle with some of that was what do we want to do with it? And so, you know, we talk about, you know, what do you do? You're in the middle of tax season, right? It's a question mm -hmm. you asked me when we got here. Um, and, and I don't look at it that way, right? Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to change the conversation. I'm trying to change the narrative, right? In this, this sort of, you know, old school, traditional way that we do accounting and taxes. Um, and so, like, what do I mean by that? Well, part of it is I've always been huge on community, right? I don't got big checks to write. We put our money to our mouth is, right? Like, you know, I, I put $1,000 in my pocket to do our scholarship, right? I'm out there trying to go out there, you know, do little libraries or whatever we can do. You know what I mean? D1 as a school drive. Like, wherever we can put our time, energy, or whatever, mm -hmm. we're out there trying to do that. And um, so we say, you know, we need to separate the two. We have Robert Garcia, CPA, PLLC. That's the business. And we have, I have a CPA guy. And to have a CPA guy is all about <clears throat> trying to be the leader, right? Trying to be that small business advocate in the community, doing stuff, speaking for people, you know, unifying a voice that's not out there right now. So traditional firms, cool, they do their thing, right? They, you know, total respect for what they do. Knowledgeable people, certainly smarter than I am, a lot of them. The difference is that I'm, I, you know, 
I'm trying to go out actively looking for my client. It sounds weird, but what I'm saying is I've gone to these, you know, market vendors, right? Street vendors. Some of, some of them are 14-year-old kids, right, just getting into photography. You know, they're not really paying taxes. They're not really trying to do their business, but they're learning, right? And a lot of what we do is is basically putting there, have a CPA guy together so that we can put out free content. Content that's already out there. Mm -hmm. We're summarizing it, right? We're trying to emphasize the importance of some of these things. Everybody wants a consultation, right? Everybody wants something. For you were talking about earlier, like, what's a business with money? It's like, it isn't, it isn't. There's some things that you just need to give people so that they can grow. You start them off on the right path, doing the right things, yo, and then when you get to a point where you actually need some services from me, cool, but at least this will be a central sort of place we go. When we look at the city as a whole, there's a lot of wonderful organizations that do a lot of wonderful things, but they operate in silos, right? So what does that mean? <clears throat> so I'll, I'll give you the names, and they're, they're wonderful organizations. So Lift Fund, right? Lift Fund does a lot of great uh, webinars. They have a great team. You know, they do the capital, right? Lending. Maestro Center, right? The Entrepreneurial Center, right? That, that one, another one. I have not connected with them yet, but that's on my to-do as soon as we get off, you know, in June-ish or whatever with taxes. Um, you have score. Do right? we still have to June? <laughs> You don't. You about to, you about to, you're about to get cut from my list. Oh, man. <laughs> Shoot, I know I need someone. Someone stuff. got an email sitting out there, too. I was on vacation. So so silos mean that everybody operates within their own structure, right? And that's not how we should operate as a society. When we've seen some of the things that have taken place, we can no longer not emphasize the importance of having financials and tax returns and just having our stuff organized in a way that makes sense. People struggle. The people that didn't have financial statements and stuff couldn't get their loans. And all these organizations are out there, and they, again, they do a wonderful job, but they don't talk to each other, mm -hmm. right? They don't talk to each other in the way that I feel like they should. We have a thing called Startup Week in San Antonio, right? It's a big tech, you know, and so... It, it has this, this um, I don't know what it's called, but it's, 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 a, it's a picture, right? I have it in my head. I, so what it is is it basically tells you, like, do you need space to work? Here's all the spaces in San Antonio, right? Mm -hmm. They work, co-working spaces. You need capital? Here's all angel investors, funds, et cetera, right? You need entrepreneurial centers, accelerators, all these things. You go to a small business, it's not there. So if you go to Lift Fund and, like, say, you know, Lift Fund can't help you with something, yeah, there are people there that will point you in the direction of someone, but you got to show up. So we had a conversation, right, talking about the escort. And what did you say? How do I even ask if I don't even know? Right. Right? So people aren't showing up to live fun. And so nobody's directing them that, hey, Maestro Center might be a better place for you. Mm -hmm. Westside Business Corporation is another. They just rebranded to Prosper West. They did theirs so that they basically focus on the west side. Sage is another one on the east side, Right. I'm looking at you, and I get it. Nobody knows, and these people are putting their content out there. They got followers and likes and stuff, but it's like if you go there, are you telling, hey, I can't help you, but so-and-so can. It's like everybody kind of wants the numbers, you know what I mean, in a mm -hmm. sense. And so part of what I'm, my goal is this year is to put that together, let people know, like, if you need co-working spaces here, the spaces that are out there. It's basically a mirror image of what that, that you know, image was or whatever mm -hmm. if you need capital here's all the you know friendly banks and things like that. i get asked that all the time or resources. <laughs> that's the thing it's just yeah. resources right and so a big part of it's like cpa guys i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna try to give you everything that i can 
And I cannot tell you how many times I've talked people out of my services because yeah. they just weren't ready. I'm, I, we don't sell. I don't sell. Yeah. I have no reason to sell. And so people will call me like, hey, I did this last year. I'm like, cool. Yeah, you don't really need me. Like, I, it's not a magic pill that I can do for you. Like, this is, you're good. You know what I mean? Here's, you just needed confidence. And so, you know, what we do is, you know, we, we make our clients laugh, right? We give them confidence. You know, we validate them. You know what I'm saying? We encourage and motivate them. Well, I'm gonna need and we you. do accounting in taxes, you know what I mean? Nah, I'm, I, I don't got no confidence in the amount of taxes I'm about to pay this year. Like, you all talking about a new realm of, I'm scared. I'm scared. I, I've, got, I've got realtors in the six figures. It's scary. That's why it's important that, that you have, it's important to, to make sure that you understand what you're doing to stay organized. To be proactive. Well, we had that conversation, so. la, you know, last year or whatever, and you kind of moved in that direction, and it made things a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you get busy, and you have to carve out that time to, right. to find it. But one of the things that we're trying to do as well is, is try to find other touch points, right? You come back to me, you know what I mean? Jennifer, I worked with her two years, you know, and have some couple others. Some are straight hands off. Here's my stuff. Get it done. Here's what you owe. Here's how much you're getting back. Check, whatever. That's you. You don't talk to them. That's it. And then you have others that you just know are a mess every year. I don't think every year. I mean, this is my first nah. year. But you I mean, do. when I was a teacher so before. You say, like, hey, how can I? You know, how, how can I have touch points throughout the year, right? It, mm. it's, I'm a one-man shop right now, right? So, like, how do I have touch points throughout the year? So, we're going to try to, you know, figure That's out some right. things, both on social media, right, and, you know, just within the, those that are my clients. So, I can say, hey, at these points, think about this, right? That way, it's a little bit little bit more to... Yeah, you, you should have started that last year. I'm just saying. So, um, I have a question, Robert. Do you find yourself gravitating, and I know you say small businesses, but... Do you find that you are gravitating more towards being in San Antonio, a minority base, or is it just kind of, you know, I mean, that's a big passion for me, you know, is just the minority community within San Antonio. Um, where you kind of where are you with that? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. One of the things, so I quit right corporate America in July of last year, right, and and um and I and I, I was I was doing well at work, right? I, mean, I was a high performer. I mean, in this position, I was struggling a bit, right? I mean, I was I was struggling on some things, and this is where I say like it takes a team. You got to have that support, right? Even when you're falling down. Um, but you know, I you know at the same time, like I was working, you know, two two you know basically two full time jobs, you know, and then be on the HOA and then the other stuff, you know, and then you talk. Oh about man, you know, HOA guy. This he's an HOA guy for sure. Oh man. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, <laughs> Complying. Well, and then we got our we got our three boys, right? We got eight, six, and four, right? So, um, and virtual learning, right? But I I quit because it, it was time. Like I just felt it. It was weird, right? And 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 this is one of those conversations that I want to have a little bit more with those that follow me, right? Is like when is the right time? And everybody looks to different metrics, right? Like oh, you got to you have so many dollars or whatever. And I don't know if that's really the driver, but a I've always been charitable. I don't know. I get it from my dad. Like, it's just, you know, I, I think to a fault, right, where I'm always trying to support everyone else but me. And, and, and I break down, too, like everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, I get in these ruts, and I'm just like, man, I'm by myself right now. Like, nobody's out here trying to help me. You know what I mean? And it's like I shut down. You know, I got to say the big thing for me, you know, I've been pretty mentally strong to, like, all right, I'm going to get back up. All right, it's time to get back up and work again. Like, whatever, right? I, I just rethink through that problem, right? Mm -hmm. um, so 
I want to help everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have a focus, especially today's culture, right? We we label everything, mm-hmm. and and it, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, you you are that person. And it's like, nah, man, I don't. I don't want to be that person. Like, and then I, you by by labeling yourself a certain way, yeah, then you 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 sort of outcast people. Yeah. You you not even purposefully, yeah, right? But because <clears throat> people feel that way. Yeah. So one of the things I've always known about you, you've always had a big heart, man. Like you've always had. Um, you weren't the biggest football player in the world. I think you were the same size in middle school. Um, Still the same but size. <laughs> school. Hey, not many people can say that. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> like the, the, the fitness coach is like, see? No, there's a lot of people that get that 50. Um, but you've always done it. And, and one of the best things I know that I, I mess with you, and again, my taxes previously to being a real estate, I think it was pretty simple, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Very cut and dry teaching i made whatever i didn't make nothing but whatever like you always trying to teach people right you know um i know i'm scared of taxes i mean how do you how do you work in an industry that probably terrifies i would say 95 percent of people i mean like super intimidating i mean other than you know you working a a nine to five so to speak and you got a w2 it's pretty easy so to speak but the people that there's different things that i know that we don't know about yeah. that you kind of, I know we've had Laurent on here, we've had other people that they have a specific skill set that they know about and giving that knowledge out to people. And that's one of the things I love most about you is that you don't just try to like, okay, you know, it's, it's very personable with you, you know? So, so I come, so the biggest, you know, aside from the military, right? Ton of respect for them. You know, the professions that I respect the most, right? And I've always told you this, teachers and nurses, right? And you saw that last year with nurses, right? Mm-hmm. And teachers, right? They just don't get enough respect for what they get paid. But I come from a family of teachers. And, and I don't know why I went through the direction that I went through. Um, you know, there's a backstory to that, too. But, you know. Well, tell it. Well, you know, this answers some of the questions. Because you asked one thing, right? Just in San Antonio, the answer is no, right? Like, it's virtual. I've got clients now in Florida and, you know, Louisiana and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I want to continue to grow this national brand. Because I, I, I see... A lot of people, there are people doing some great things, and so I won't discount them at all. And again, it's not to say it just, I just, I, I look at the perspective different, and I want to change that conversation. Mm-hmm. I want people to understand that you need to go, you know, to a qualified person. Um, and so, yeah, we, that's where we're going to try to go. But we're working in the community first, right? And so, the other part, right, where you're asking, like, it is, it is personable to me, man, because you know, I'm, I'm firsthand to understand like what education means and the importance of it. You know, when, when. My mom was a school teacher for 26 years, right? She taught bilingual, right? We had to move, you know, from Uvalde all the way to Dallas because they were the better paying jobs. We barely made it back to San Antonio because, you know, my, my grandmother was, you know, falling ill, you know, and so we kind of took care of her, you know, towards the end of her, her time. Um, but I was always a smart guy. And so, so how, like, how I got here, per se, like, I don't know. I, so I wanted to be an attorney. Hmm. And, you know, I had... Um, so, like, my backstory is, you know, I always tell it really quickly, right? We can expand on some things. But, like, now I grew up with eight brothers and sisters, single mom, right? We grew up in, you know, single apartments, you know, bedrooms, stuff, right? We got evicted, right, because we were just knuckleheads out there doing stuff. Um, you know, my dad passed away at 11, you know what I mean? I, I went to visit him, you know, for the last time, you know, it was like went to the hospital, never came home, right? Like, mm. devastating to me. Cause I mean, that was, <clears throat> that was my guy. Like he's the one dude that like believed in me, you know? Um, and so, 
you know, went to high school, right, dropped out of high school, right, you know, kind of sophomore year, whatever, I just, I would show up, and I would get a perfect score, man, like, I would, I would quit for three days, I'd come back, I'd get it, like, I'd go to chemistry, I'd, I wouldn't even show up to get the grades, it's, you know, and I'd get to the English class, and I'm like, hey, so who scored the highest score? It's like, you did, and I'm like, ha, right? <laughs> so my mentality, right, was what we were saying earlier, was like, why show up for four days to what I can do in one? Mm. Now, that's the culture we live in now, right? Because we got Amazon trying to deliver next day, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't understand the importance of the learning through that journey, right? So I dropped out, right? And everything was cool. I got to stay home and play some video games and do some other stuff. And then it just got boring. Like, was nobody around. Everybody was out doing their thing, you know? And then I graduated a year late. But when I got back, I challenged myself. And I think this was kind of a bit of a turning point in a sense. You know, I went back and I'm like, look, school was boring to begin with. Can I get into honors classes? They're like, well, you qualify for this, but you don't really qualify for that because you had to have taken blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'll test into it. So they gave me, like, as much as they could, right, to put me in those. And I, I mean, that last year, I think, you know, we had those, you know, you know, best student or whatever, right? I probably, I probably took, like, five out of eight that year. And I just did everything else. And I'm like, okay, this is what I should have been doing the whole time is working hard to understand. <clears throat> I got out and I had to prove myself, and then I got in trouble with an employer, right? So I, I, I stole from an employer, right? And I was facing, you know, two years in state prison or whatever over that incident, you know? And that was another defining moment, obviously. That was last year, right? No. Nah. <laughs> 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 See? <laughs> <laughs> nah, my bad. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, we're past the, what is that, the statute of limitations? That's why, that's why I put it out there. <laughs> Yeah, tell, I mean, tell me about that. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people in life, when some things come easy, like for you, school came easy, like you were smart, right? We take advantage or we, we take for granted, you know, the other part of the process in that, you know, like if it's easy, you don't have to work as hard at it. Right. Right. And if versus you eventually had to adjust or you it did change your mindset in that, like, well, heck. Is this easy if I don't even really apply myself? What can I really accomplish if I apply my skill set and I work hard? I mean, so so this is where I, I you know, I'll give like credit to my parents for, for genes and DNA. I mean, nobody told me to do this thing. Like, I didn't have anybody in my corner saying, hey, you just, you know, you got to get back. Like, I did, right? And I fear for those that don't. Because that's that fork in the road that we hear so often, mm -hmm. right? That you end up going this way or that way. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I, I got out of, I, I did the best that I could. I raised my GPA as high as I could. It was like a 71 or something, right? And so I went and I got, you know, like 83 and a half. Like it was literally the best that I could do with all the straight A's that I, I was able to get, <clears> right? Like extra credit, everything. Um, and I was like, well, I want to be an attorney. And so I went to St. Mary's and you know, showed up to the law school and I'm like, hey, you know, can I get an application to law school? And she's like, okay, sure. She goes, well, can you, uh, she goes, do you have a degree? And I'm like, I, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm here. Like, I'm, I'm asking you for an application to go to law school. Hey, you know, and she's like, yeah, but you need a degree to come to law school. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't know. I come from. <laughs> so is that the office next door or? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Did I miss a room? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I just. So, you know, not my mom's a school teacher, right? Uh. My mom's a school teacher, you know? And so I was like, okay. 
and she, and she goes, and I was literally walking out. She goes, but if I may, she's like, let me let me just share this with you, right? This was also another like this is the, when I tell my stories. Like, there's a few moments that like those are the moments. Uh-huh. Um, she goes, let me just tell you, like, if if you do decide to come to law school, get a degree in something you want to fall back on. She goes, oftentimes I see people coming in with super excited to come to law school. So they'll get a criminal justice, psychology degree, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out for them or they drop out. They don't like it. Right. And so then they got to go back to college to get a degree in something they want mm. or they got to go teach. If they don't want to teach. Right. Then what do you do? So I was like, oh, I was taking this accounting class, and it was hard, right? It was like, this was concepts I didn't understand, because he's talking about debit and credit, and I'm like, credit card, and it's like, no, that's the wrong credit in this credit, like, you know? And depending on which side of the ledger you're looking at, like, credit means a different thing, right? And you're right. Doing, like, it's, uh, as a matter of fact, I dropped out of that class, because I was like, that's, this is hard. Like, this teacher's hard. Like, nah, that's you the problem, right? Not me. <laughs> so I, I needed to graduate Northwest Vista, right? So at that time, I decided, I'm like, okay, accounting, tax, tax law, cool. That sounds awesome, right? New York City, I'm a corner office, like, yeah, tax lawyer. Like, that sounded big in my head, right? And it still is, like. Um, and so I dropped out of that class. I dropped it, you know what I mean? Because I had so many other things going on, too, right? This was the time I was also dealing with the court case and all this other stuff. So um, I needed to set my schedule. So my schedule, right, to get to UTSA in the fall, I had to take summer classes, so that was a class I had to take in the summer. So not only did I just drop a 16-week class, I put it in an eight-week yeah. time frame um. to do so. <laughs> but it was it was a calling, man. Like I, you know, it was good. I did it. I got to to college. I met some really good people because I was, you know, first one in, last one out. Right? I showed up. And when I would show up to the to the you know professors, I talked to them. You know, I'd, I'd show up in the front. I'd be like, Hey, my name's Robert Garcia. This is what you can expect from me. What can I expect from Dang. you? I had no choice. I had a choice. My choice was either don't do that. That was a choice, yeah. Either do this and prove to the world that dropping out where you came from, which color your skin is, you know what I mean, your court case, everything else was a mistake, or just coast through because it's easy and I can just go live this college life or whatever. Well, I wasn't that. I was already older, right? I entered when I was like 27. So I was, I was you know, 24, right? I was older. Everybody's 19, 18. I didn't have that luxury. So. I had to. I, when I showed up, and I'm like, hey, every single one of them. And I did the best that I could. And I will, I will credit a, a, you know, a really good friend of mine, Heath Cronin and Shannon O'Kenna, because they, they knew he was also older, right? And so he, he, he had his plan, and, and he's doing extremely well for himself. Um, charitable guy, lovable guy. And so they, he kind of, we just stuck together. So we were the trio. If, every, if you had a class with us, we were probably the people that were going to break that curve, right, and everything else. But... They, he was like, hey, here's what you, are you thinking about this? Are you thinking about that? And I'm like, it's like he was in my head. And so he, he directed me on a lot of things. And then, of course, like high school, I was like, I'm going to get involved. There was nothing in Northwest Vista at the time. You look at Northwest Vista now, that thing's a whole different mm. piece. But there were three buildings in Northwest Vista when I went. Yep. And I feel crazy dating myself like that because I still feel young. Well, that was one building when I started. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so. Don't be laughing, Ellie. I heard you. <laughs> UTSA, we got there, they had stuff. So I tried to get involved as much as I could. UTSA ambassadors, you know what I mean? Bait off a side, honors college, right? Like, I just kept challenging myself because I needed to prove, right, you know, to myself and, and everyone else. That when you say you needed to prove, like, you just said to yourself, but was there, like, this chip on your shoulder to always. prove? There like, still is. Okay. Well, there still is. Why Why is that? I don't know, man. That's, you know, if I had that, if I had that answer, 
you know, I, I, I'd probably be in a different spot. Um, I, I think a big part is, you know, not growing up with some of the luxuries, growing up sort of, you know, broken home, right? You know, I had, you know, friends, right, that had cars in high school, right? You know what I mean? And there'd be times to get out of a game, my mom wouldn't even pick me up. I'd have to walk home, you know what I mean? It's like, it wasn't about, like, having a friend necessarily, like, hey, whatever. It was just about people having stuff that, you know, I feel like, man, it'd be nice to have, right? Like, I'm not a material materialistic guy at all. Um, but, you know, between that and other, I, th I think a big part of it is just like, man, I just didn't get those right breaks. I think I'm looking at that differently now, though, right, with different perspective. Because we, we, we grow up and we're like, man, how, why does my friend's parents, you know, together and then he's got a nice bright, brand new car and I got to, you know. And that's what happens today in society, too, right? We've got this, like, you versus me. Um, we're okay. We're blessed. I mean, beyond, right? I think the biggest part with what I try to do is, like, just keep that karma, right? So something good happens to me. I'm trying to bless someone else, right? Mm -hmm. um, so... I don't know, man. I, I don't know how to answer that question directly in terms of what that chip is. I just feel like, you know, I, I, I could have had, like, I feel like I could have gone to Harvard. I was smart enough, and I could obviously outwork most anybody. Um, it just, that just wasn't my path, right? Like, I got in trouble, and that was me. That's on me, you know what I mean? And then some other stuff. And, like, high school is on me. So I think a lot of it is just proving to myself, but also when I grew up, man, I mean, people didn't have faith in me. My dad, my dad was... So my dad died when, when I was 11, right? He was 41. Bro, I just turned 40 in April. Like, mm. it, I, that, he's been gone a very long time, but that hits me harder today than it did back then because I mean, he's one year away from where I was. And at the time, I'm like, my dad was old. Nah, right. 41. Yeah. So <laughs> nobody believed in him. He was one of like 13, 14 kids, and he was, you know, one of the eldest. So he had to be the one to go out there and do all the stuff for all the younger ones so that they could have a better life. And they did. And so, you know, he ended up with gangs and stuff, right? He ended up in, you know, bad Texas-type gangs, you know, doing bad stuff. Like, there was, you know, but he, but he was a loving, loving, loving man. Like, my, my, my uncle would tell me some stories because my dad never told me anything. Like, he never was, yeah. you know. But he, uh, you know, he would tell me that he'd, you know, I guess, you know, be the enforcer in a sense, right? And I have heard this, like, way, 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 way after, right? And I'm like, damn. But there was one time, man, I walked outside. Like, he had gone to the store. The store was, like, literally just up the road. And he hadn't come back yet. So I walked outside. Um, you know, and he was out there with two guys in front of him, one with the rifle, right? And he says it in Spanish. He's like, you know, no me mates en frente de mi hijo, right? And I'm like, and I know Spanish. Like, don't kill me in front of my son. Did you catch that? Ellie, <laughs> you good? Okay. So. Subtitles. I walked, I walked inside, and I was like, man, do I call the cops? Like, what do I do? And, um, How old are you? So he died when I was 11, so that was probably 9, 10, okay. 8, 9, 10. Um, and so I was like, man, do I call a cop? Is he going to get in trouble? Like, I had no idea. This is just typical Latino and Mexican, you know what I mean? Like, it just, you don't know, right? Because you, you never saw, like, you know, first responders, you know, in a certain way at that time because we mm. grew up in the hood, yeah. right? So it wasn't like we thought they were bad or anything. It's just, you know, I'm like, I don't want to get my dad in trouble if they, they come out here. Because, um, I mean, I saw him with his friends. They did drugs and some of that stuff. He was forced to. Like, we, he, yeah, some a bunch of other stuff. But yeah. um, nobody ever expected him to amount to anything, and he never did. But they also forgot all the impact that he made everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Like, my aunt was a full bird colonel, right, in the Air Force, right? She was one of the first 13 Hispanic women to do that. 
And when she passed away, because she had brain cancer, when she passed away, I didn't understand. Like, she got a special request to go to the Pentagon, right, to work. And she worked in, like, third world countries with their first response, right, to, to disasters and stuff. And so when we were at Wilford Hall and they were making arrangements to accelerate her promotion, she was lieutenant colonel to full bird colonel. Like, at the time, like, this was Bush era, so Rumsfeld and even uh, Perry that was in office mm -hmm. here, like, they had to, like, not Perry, but, you know, they got a letter from, and then mm -hmm. Rumsfeld, then the Secretary of Defense, right, had to sign off on the acceleration of the promotion because, you know, she was terminal. She had four-star generals, three-star generals do coming from across the world to visit her and then go to Uvalde for her funeral. And I was like, damn. And, like, the way they spoke about her was like, wow. So when she passed... She put me in her will for my grandma, right? She left everything to my grandma, and then she left the rest of the brothers and sisters. So between me and one other cousin, we were the only ones that left. But she left me not the portion of my cousin. She left me my dad's portion. She was one of the, the, the few that remembered what he did to help them through. <coughs> so nobody expected me. I even had aunts tell me, you know what I mean, today. It's like, I'm proud of where you are, and you didn't expect that that's where you would be. You know, it's like nobody did, because nobody was out there championing you right you talk about you know raising you know your babies you know and how the expectation is and stuff and we we're we're more understanding of that today and understanding what those words mean right and then pushing and stuff we just lived we just grew up right we just did stuff so a big part of that was yeah I'm a, every one of y'all who grew up with two parents that said life was hard for you you know that that you're not where you thought you were going to be because they made it easy for you mm -hmm. and by making it easy for you you didn't do the rest for yourself. Yeah. And so I did, despite everything else. And I don't look at that as like a badge or anything, right? But I understand that you carry it, right, with respect to the, to the journey. And so going back to the teachable, for me, it's like that journey to get here was hard. If I didn't know, I feel like there's a lot of people that don't know either. Because unless you have that team, right, that I talked about, like, you know, side by side, you know, helping you understanding those things because it just, it, especially today, is just so hard to make the wrong choice, right, and not bounce back from it. So, man, like, you're in your story. <clears throat> what do you think, because obviously at this point you have, like, a very strong mental toughness. Is there a particular instance, because you said in your life there's, like, these moments. Is it, can you point to certain moments in the same situation and be like, when you hit a situation now that's challenging you to say, okay, I'm, I'm gonna connect those dots and this is how I'm gonna get through this situation. So one of the one of the things, right, so like for, I have a CPA guy, right, is one of the things is that I wanna, I wanna work to build, right, is, is a leadership program, right? It's on my to-do list, that, that's gonna get done. Um, you know, I went through a leadership program with, with Barry Cass, right? And, and it taught me so many things about me. What I can't answer directly is, like, why I think the way that I think or how I've gone through. Some of those moments, right, like, I look back on is the one that I shared, right? There's so many other ones, you know what I mean, that just, they're just livable moments, right? People will be like, hey, you remember that one time? I'm like, okay, now I do, but I don't, it was not a, a burnt image. I don't think those images, those moments, right, like, you know, the outside with my dad and stuff, you know what I mean, led me one way. But the image of going to visit him, you know, had been that weekend, you know what I mean, that he passed away, right? Like, that was a defining moment just internally, like, in the DNA. It wasn't, oh, I got to get better. But he always said, look, he goes, you know, eat. So I was always thin. Respect your mom. 
and then go to school. So they go to school and they respect your mom to some degree. I've made some faults growing up when the best, you know, kid, but going to school was the biggest one. That's the, probably now if I'm connecting dots is the prove it, right? When I, when I dropped out of school, I remember being in my bed being like, this sucks. There's nobody here. Nobody's inviting me to parties. Nobody's, nobody's out checking on me. Phone stop ringing. If I don't get up, nobody's going to miss me when I got in trouble, when I sat in that jail cell, right? 23 hours. It was like, it, it, and it wasn't just that. Because I was a little dude, right? So I was like, Psh. So it's, 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 uh, we got out, right, for the one hour. I sit at the table, right? And I'm just, I already kind of have this face, like we were talking earlier. Like I always have this face, right? That's just like, I don't look approachable. So I'm working on changing a lot of that, right? You know? So, I, but intentionally, because it's about the messaging, like I want people to come up to me. If you if you come up to me, you talk to me, you get to know me, I'm a guy you want to talk to. Like I'm a guy you want to have in your corner, but how do I get there, right? And so trying to get on videos and do some other stuff, like that's hard for me. Like I told, that's why I love that I'm a, we're unscripted right now. Yeah. Because I just get to talk and that's just yeah. best for me. I show up to moments and people talk about things and those moments are different. So um, I was sitting there and the guys are like, what are you in for, right? So I was like, damn. Murder. <laughs> so I didn't say that, right? Because some of them dudes know, you know, the COs and stuff, right? Oh, so okay. you got to know. So the guy, the guy tells me, he's like, he's like uh, I was like, uh, second degree felony. He was like, damn. He's like, bro, those are day for day. I had zero clue what he's talking about. So he goes, yeah, man, that's why. He goes, nah, nah. I goes, that's why I just, I just do misdemeanors, man, so I can keep getting out. Smart. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got that chuckle, man, but it's like, dude, that one right there hit me. Because I'm like, I don't know where this guy came from. I don't know why he's there. I don't know why he feels that he can't have opportunities or anything else. But this dude literally said, I want to keep coming back. He he said, I want to get out. He said, I'm coming back. I was like, I don't ever want to see the inside of this again, like, ever, ever. And I had a bad probation officer, man. Like, they gave me 300 hours community service. They had to pay all restitution back, court fees, everything. And I was going to school full-time, right? I was working full-time. I was working 6 to 2, 6 to 2.30. So they had me doing a goodwill, and I couldn't get it done at goodwill. And so, like, that was another moment. He ended up giving me an MTR. Two. MTR is motion to revoke your probation means you're not complying with terms of probation so it means you go to state prison like i'm like i'm not when i'm not built for prison <laughs> <laughs> i'm a likable dude but i'm not trying to be likable in prison oh man that's good <laughs> but you know the other was is like i don't belong here like in my head right in my heart i was like i don't belong here like this was a i made a mistake like i'm sorry you know what i mean and he didn't care. Man, I was another number, and I told him. So he motioned to revoke me, man, twice. So the first time, they put they taxed 60 hours on my community service. The reason he did the MTR was because I couldn't get 20 hours a month in. And I was like, can I do, you know, they were talking about, hey, bro, you can pay $5 an hour. No. Can I donate cans? No. Can I donate plasma? No. Can I change locations? No. This dude was the wall between me and where I'm at right now. Mm. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm in school. Here's my transcripts, man. I'm making straight A's. I'm working full time, holding the job, man. Like, I, 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 at that point, even today, like, I don't even litter, man, at all. So I'm like, 
So he MTR'd me, and so they put me in front of Mark Luchin, right, which is District 54 or something like that, and he was one that he, he does hardcore criminal cases, right? He doesn't do this kind of stuff. It just happened to that's who we got, you know. And this is a dude that's, like, put people on death row. So the guy's arguing his side about me not doing my thing and blah, blah, blah. And so the guy asked me, the judge asked me, he's like, hey, so what's the problem? Like, what's the deal? And I told him, I was like, look, it's not that I don't want to do it. It's that he's only got me going to Goodwill. I can only work the weekends. It's not enough eight hours a weekend, like, to try to fit 20 hours in. I miss a weekend, I'm done. <clears throat> so he goes, well, and I told him, I was like, he's not letting me switch. He's giving me no other option. I've been communicating with him since the very beginning. All my UA is good. Like, I've, I don't belong here, man. And so he goes, well, how about this? He goes, I'm going to let you switch locations. But you got to get, this was like in March. He goes, you got to get everything in by August. I said like 240 hours or something like that. So we did Cedar Creek Golf Course. So 6 to 2.30, get there by 3, work till 9 weekends all day just to get them all knocked out because he told me if i don't get them done i'm sending you i'm revoking your probation so i got them all done at that time i actually had one sister and my mom that were pushing like are you how's your hours how's your hours right that was the one time but it was those, that moment right there was like man nobody's looking out for you right and i think i've, I've carried that momentum a little bit too much of like nobody's looking out for you and so mm. i've kind of put blinders on at times when people have helped me and i'm kind of like you're not helping me enough, right? Because I'm, I'm the one that's kind of moving. Or if I've got to ask and you're not really helping me, you know, because I'm the type of person I can see it, right? And it's like, you know, I don't need to give this dude a call. I can see some on social media or whatever. It's like, how are you doing, right? And people aren't built that way. <clears throat> so I wish I had, you know, kind of a, a better descriptive on what those moments were so that I can put it out in text, right? And say, hey, if you feel this way. So what I've tried to do is share my journey, but not too much in, in, in too many ways because I feel like sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming because um, we haven't even really talked about accounting and taxes or anything like that. But but I'm trying to figure out, you know, what is what are those in those moments that I've had, what, what is the, the, the discussion right? what are those talking points? What are those what are, what is that those factors that you that you can pull out and see and, and say why so that I can try to 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 see that in people a little bit better and, and people, try yeah. to script it so that when I, cause I try to relate. Right. And, and I think that again, we've shifted, right. Sort of dynamics and culture. I think now people feel like we, well, now you're talking about you and I'm like, but I'm not trying to, I'm just telling you, I've been in, in your shoes at that moment. Right. And so I'm letting you know, yeah. here's, here's my story. Here's what I did. Now let's talk. Sometimes people don't want to get to that, you know, go through all that to talk. So, I know that there's a lot of people out there, in particular small business owners and stuff, right? That just, and just in general, um, you know, that, that have those moments that lead to <coughs> good and bad decisions. You know what I mean? So, um, you said something, a couple of things that I, I kind of want to ask about, like uh, just in the life lesson of you talked about that guy that said, "I'm gonna, I do these certain misdemeanors to come back." I think a lot of people will stay in a comfortable situation. They'll do enough just to, just to do enough and say they're doing something. And this obviously, this guy's doing bad things, right? But he's comfortable in that people don't get out of that comfort zone to push themselves. Like, you knew you were in the wrong spot. People know when they're not doing what they're capable of doing. Does that make sense? You think so? 
I think so. I, I, I think some people, I mean, I, I never try to speak in absolutes. Well, right. one thing I would say about that, that person was they knew that they needed a structure. So that's why I feel like you probably wanted to continue to go back, somewhere to sleep, something to eat, socialize, he's off the streets. You know what I'm saying? He had to do a very negative thing to get into that situation, but the mindset of the creation structure is still there. Yeah, I think people definitely always crave structure. They crave structure. Discipline, they crave it. So, sir, you got anything for him? Any questions? This is more of a thought than a question. Okay. I find it interesting that a lot of people that we've spoken with, they have, everybody has a story, right? We know that, right? We, whether it's the dynamic is something mind-blowing or if it's just something little, you know, whatever. But how certain people, I feel, take that situation. Because I look at it like you have this, you grew up this way, or you have these life experiences and people either go this way with it like you said or go this way with it right so it's just intriguing to me that people make that decision like no I'm gonna change because you could very easily have said my father was in this and my mother was in this and that's just who I am that's my blood that's that's the path that I'm gonna like I hate myself, to call know? it out like my mom was a functional alcoholic for a long time I show up with you know I tell you when I walk home man I show up she's you know, four or five beers in, calling everybody upset at them for not being in her life, right? Like, you know, on on Wednesday, on Thursdays, like, you know what I mean? And and it's true. I, I guess, like, I'll tell you because this is something that I'm I'm still trying to figure out, right? Is these experiences like I, this? So I I took one. I won't say hard like this year because I've gotten better at trying to like. I get it. We're not a right fit. But I'm like, man, I was trying to help you. And she just didn't understand what I was saying. Like, she didn't get it. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything wrong. So part of it's like, man, I'm doing something wrong. And I'm not. But the, the thing for me, I think, and this is where I'm trying to find a better, a better way. One, I, I have a different perspective than anyone else, right? And that's just straight up. Why? Because I don't come in looking at, you know, red, blue. I come in and looking like, all right, what, what if it was purple? Everybody wants to argue red, blue first, right? You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, if y'all been arguing and you're calling me in, then obviously something's wrong with that. So let's let's look at this completely different. And, I, and so I've, I've I've programmed myself that I look at a situation. That's why I say like these traditional firms where you're going out getting interns, you're fundraising in golf courses for scholarships. Cool. I, I'm going to hit the streets and I'm going to go call people out. And you know what I want to do <laughs> with CPA guy? I want to make sure that I'm giving away free services, right? I mean, I helped you out for how long? When you were a teacher, right? Because I respected what you did. You were trying to get your certification. I was like, I got you. I'm learning along the way. I got you for three, four, five years or whatever, right? That's don't what tell. Well, you tell. You don't put. You don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't tell everyone that I have my taxes for free, dog. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that's what I'm gonna try to change, right? Is that people need to be more socially accountable in the community, right? To do the things that they need to do. So other CPA firms need to start taking on some pro bono cases. Sure. Do more in the community to give back. Have more CPAs out there. I don't want to be the only CPA guy. My, my face is on there, man, but I want to be able to leave this legacy that it is not just me, right, when it comes to that. And because of all that, I feel like you can change. Let me say this differently. I feel like everybody is teachable, and there, are, there, there is opportunities, right, to educate in the right way. And so I struggle with this idea that, like, nah, they're lost. And it's like, nah. I mean, there's some people that are lost, like, mm -hmm. straight up. And it's, and it's just too hard. Now, I'm not the right person to sort of fix that, right, or help with that. But I think, so I, I went and I did Strength Finders in that leadership program. 
and it, it taught me who I am, right? So it's like, hey, you're futuristic. <laughs> so it's not, we don't call them weaknesses, but it's one through like 32, 34. And so the 32s, 33s, 34s, whatever, it's not, those are weak points. It's like empathy is one of them. But if you know me, you know that's, I'm, I'm a, I empathize with you all day long. It's just not a strength I use. What's my number one? Communication. Mm. That's a strength I use, right, all the time. But two that were called out was futuristic. And so what does it mean to understand yourself? You were talking about structure and eating those things and whether people have, I don't know if people understand enough about themselves before they make these decisions or recognize that I need to make this decision. We hear people complain all the time, I need to lose weight. I need to make more money. And they don't do nothing. Mm -hmm. But a lot of that too is them not understanding on what skills and strengths they need or have to utilize in the way that they need to because they're using it in a completely different way. So futuristic means I'm always thinking ahead. I'm always thinking about the next step, right? So I'll pat myself on the back for a win and we move on. Like, okay, well, what about tomorrow? What about this? Like my wife came up to me. She's like, man, she's like, you know, Instagram. She's like, hey, so we just hit 300. I'm like, cool. From what? She was 275. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, all right. This is like the awkward moment because it's your wife, but then it's also like you're my marketing director too, you know? So I'm like, uh, my wife and marketing director. I like that. So I was like, it's, yeah. it's the thing, man. So I was like, all right. Like, that's, that's great. This is what I'm learning, right? I'm like, that's great. I mean, awesome that we're growing. You Condescending. Know, or, organically. No, no, no. I said, but. I said, at what point then do we stop celebrating these small wins and start focusing on some of the bigger ones? Yeah. And at that moment, we had to have a longer conversation to make sure that she understood that I wasn't tearing her down. I wasn't challenging this moment that she was excited about because I, I just then stepped forward, right? And say, okay, are we going to do this five, 1,000, like at what those points? Why? Because we'll get stuck on celebrating these small victories and we lose sight of the bigger victory. So when I've learned that, I have better conversations of what I'm trying to say to people so that they don't feel like I'm tearing down their wins. But also, when I'm talking to people, recognize that I can't talk too much ahead if you're in the now. If you're asking me for a problem now, then I need to address what you're asking me. And I didn't do that very well back mm. then. Like when I carried my team of six, I'm like, she's just not getting it. Why is she not getting it? And I'm like... I'm probably because when I sit there and say, hey, if we change this, then we can do this. And then this will happen. And then we can eliminate. And we can. And she's like, I just need to know what I need to do right now. Mm -hmm. And I didn't recognize that. Yeah. The other one was idealistic. I always got an idea. <laughs> I'm always coming up with something. Why? Because it's my perspective, right? Mm -hmm. I'll walk out of here. I'll give you a good story. <clears throat> so I got invited to Pearl Rotary, right? They're trying to build their membership. And I got invited. I got connected with you know a few people. And so I got what invited. Is it? The Pro Rotary? Yeah. It, it, the Rotary's been around a long time. they got different chapters. They, they live on four different um, sort of pillars and things like that. Basically, a lot of it's about doing good in the community and, and, and building people up. So I, I need that in my tribe. I haven't had that. I've got some great friends. None of them are entrepreneurship, yeah. right? None of them are doing what I'm trying to do. They don't, they don't get it. They don't relate. It's not against them. It's just, again, that's not their thing. So mm. I can be mad all day and be like, man, you're not supporting me. I can understand where you start and stop. So... The guy mm. is, is a Tony Foundation, right? This guy's got cancer. He's 37. He's had three forms of cancer. So we're living with two right now. 
It's from Austin. And he was one that was like, look, I see the financial burden and the struggles that a lot of people have, so here's what I'm trying to do. It's like I'm trying to cut the tape, right? You have these Susan G.B. Coleman's that are out there promoting everything, and it's less now about whatever, right? In some people's eyes than it is. Or you have a 62-page application when you just found out you had cancer, and you're like, come on. So got done with the, 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 his, his presentation, his story. Um, and so I quickly I went over, and I was like, hey, you know, if you don't mind, I said, I'd like to just give you some feedback. He said, yeah, sure. He had no idea where I was going. I said, well, first of all, I said, I love the story. I said, but I think you can be a little more colorful. I think you can add a few things here and there. I said, I don't know if you've ever worked with a speechwriter or if you use like Grammarly or whatever. And I just got introduced to Grammarly, right? And it's, it's, it manages your tone and some other things, right? So this is me, right? I'm teaching, right? Because it's like, I learned about it. If I didn't know about it, then 10 people can't know about it. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach. He goes, no, he goes, but you know what? Nobody's ever like stopped and talked to me about that at all. He's like, so I appreciate that because he goes, you're right, I can. And I said, well, you know, you're growing, man. It's the second year, going into the third year. I said, I, I, I think polish some things up. You'll definitely, you know, have a bigger impact. And he was like, man, I really appreciate that. And so then he was like, what else you got? So I shared a couple other things with him, you know. Like one is they give $5,000 to, um, you know, to, to their applicants, right? And so they have big sponsors. And so I told them, I said, look, you know, do you have kind of a life cycle of this expense forecast, right? So, you know, it's, it's, it's I don't want to sound insensitive, but it's like if you have this form of cancer, that's 40, 50 grand, right? That's on average. And the numbers are out there, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, I go, do you have like a forecast that you give them so that they know what they're up against? You're cutting the five check, cool, but what about the rest? Because you're already there. If you're already there, can you, he goes, you know what? I never thought about that. He goes, and actually, we can use it not just for the families, but for sponsors to go back to the sponsor and let them know, hey, they've got this form of cancer, right? That's 40, 50 grand, so maybe up the contribution a little mm -hmm. bit more. So I say all that because that's where I come from when I get into these moments, right, where I talk to people. I can see things that they're full face, you know, going forward with their stuff. He's growing, right? I mean, he's, he's growing from last year to this year and stuff, and they're continuing to build, but there's always a little sort of something you sprinkle in and so I give him a couple others he's like connect with me because I need that feedback even if you want to show up while we're doing like a strategy meeting I, I'm by no means a nonprofit specialist I'm by no means again the smartest guy maybe in this room but not out there or whatever you know. <laughs> guy, the smartest guy oh wow that's rude so Man, that's there's a lot of to unpacking all that, man. Like, well, you just touched on the teachable side. I just I just want to repeat that, right? It's the teachable, and that's where I see like even some of the best people that are out doing stuff, right? A lot of them, you know, on the social media and stuff. And that's why I try to be as genuine as I can. I don't know it all. I am not the smartest person. A lot of people will look at that as like you're breaking yourself down, and you're like, I'm not. I'm trying to be relatable, but I also need to connect with those that feel like me, because we all can't be the Grant Cardones of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or, 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 or was it Jerry V, you know, Gary V, like you, you just can't, you know what I mean? Like work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like, and I'm like, cool, that don't work for everybody, man. Yeah. You have, everybody's got to have their own thing, right? You got to feel your hustle the way that you need to feel it. So, you know, the, so I take those opportunities to teach, to, to share with somebody my perspective that they're all in and they're not realizing some of these things, you know what I mean? That are there because they're just. I mean, just like right now with Chalk Talk, you know what I mean? You're focused on what's the next step, right? And let someone from a totally different background, it's not fitness, sit down and take a look and say, hey, you know, have y'all thought about this, right? And it's like, oof, yeah, you know what? No, we haven't. 
And I think that's, that's the healthy part. And so I try to stay away from accounting and taxes most often, <laughs> um, except obviously talking to businesses. But the other part of that is, again, going back to CPA guys, sort of dropping that knowledge in the way that makes sense to people, right? Invites people to have those conversations and do those things. Um, and I don't think we have that enough. I don't think that's happening enough. Because I, I, I've seen it. If you give people the right tools, we hear it in sports stories all day long, right? And we hear it in, in, in the business world too, right? Like, oh, he started with a computer and whatever. And some of that stuff's like unreal. Because I listened to, um, oh, I can't remember his name, but how I built this. And some of the stories are just a little bit much for me. I think I post the other day, it's like, you know, like, I, think, I think I feel more depressed after listening to those podcasts. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because because I'm just like I turn around and I'm like, man, that's that's kind of inspiring. And I'm like, damn, I got so much stuff to do, man. It's just me. You know what I mean? Like I've been doing this seven years. Like she hit it in two. Now she's worth fifteen billion dollars. Like, or the 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 person from Bumble, right? She left Bumble to start something else, or she started with Tinder to Bumble. And I'm like, you you got two? You got two unicorns? What? But a lot of that when you what listen, is Bumble? Uh, yeah. When you you not you not on Bumble? No, uh-uh. Let me find that pig real quick. <laughs> you a lie. Oh, you a lie. You a whole lie. Ain't nobody on Bumble. Ain't nobody on Bumble. That's a lie. So, <laughs> I, I, I think we do it for the marketing side of it, of like, hey, everything is, is awesome if you do these things. And that's just not the reality, right? And so some things are just luck. It's just mm. luck. You know what I mean? When you walk through some of the stuff, you walk through life when you connect with somebody. And sometimes that's not your luck if that's what you want it to be. Like, I, I felt like I would be further along in a different place. But I'm I'm happy where I'm at, right? Because I got a great family. I've got good people around me, right? I need to build a better tribe when it comes to the summer things. But I've also had to realize, like, stop, that's where I say perspective, like, stop feeling bad because you stole money one day and your trajectory went this way or that you had an argument at work right with your boss or whatever and so you know you're like i don't like this place i'm gonna quit i I think for me those were the stepping stones right that led me down to what i'm doing right now more than it was like what would i be doing if i was in a corporate office in new york city you know what i mean would i be doing the same would i be doing i don't know right i mean and again i won't say that i wouldn't be but i'm just saying though like where i'm at you know with what i'm doing like, that's me, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, I told my wife, like, I just don't think I'll ever want to work with, like, you know, super wealthy people. Bigger money, but it's like, yeah, I don't get the satisfaction of, like. Is that why you don't want to do my taxes? You don't want to work with the super. <laughs> I'm just joking. So, uh, am I, what's the law on that? How long do I actually have, for real, for real, like, no joking aside, uh, how long do I have to file my taxes? So, this year, taxes is extended through 615. Right, because we, because because of. See, I knew it was June 15th. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you need to. Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma were extended right to 615 because of the so blizzard. Easy. You just have to just upload everything. Thank you. I, you it's know. So easy. I forgot my login and password. I forgot my login and password. That, I have a whole folder for just for you. It's nah, like, like uh, that's what I was telling my wife. Like, we got to emphasize that a little bit more because everybody went to virtual, right? H&R oh, Block yes, and stuff. And so everybody's like, yo, and I'm like, I've, I've had this thing for three years. Yeah, you have. And, and, and not me necessarily, but the programs the that software, I got. software, yeah. But it's like, man, because I got people that are like, oh, my gosh, I, what am I supposed to? I'm like, no, 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 slow down. Like, send you the login. 
You yeah. upload, you know, uh, JPEG, you get, you know, PDF, Word, Excel, like yeah, whatever you answer your camera, stuff, you, you good. Go. <laughs> and they're like, it, it doesn't make sense to them because they're used to like showing up to H&R yeah. Block or whatever. And they're done. And it's like, and, oh, yeah. and so like if, if I'm not backlogged, like this year I was backlogged because I just had a lot more stuff, you know what I mean? And, and more complicated stuff. See, I was trying to keep, your, I was, I was trying to keep your plate less full. <laughs> That's what I was doing. I was like, look. You holding me back? You I was me back? I was like, look, man, he's got a lot on his plate. Let me I'm trying to let me not Yeah, I'm not trying to work till June fifteenth. Well, I'm not trying to pay until June fifteenth. That's the thing. So I'm glad you said that. I, I think a lot of people this is this is us in the education part, man. Like I said, like for me, I'm always trying to figure out like what I can do a little bit better because I don't want people to show up to show up. Right, like I want this relationship, and I had one client that I had to fire this year because it was like you work for me. I'm like, no, I mean, not in so many words, but essentially that's what it was. I'm like, no, 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 I didn't go to school for all this. Like, your fee, your little fee, is not enough for me, like at all. So, staying connected and building that relationship so people know that you are accountable for these things. But I tell people, you don't have to wait because you owe. Get them done so you know what you can owe and you can plan for what that is. Which is a smart thing. The smart people. Now, that's true. What? Now we have a month to get our. <laughs> people want to show. People want to show up at June, and then you're like, "Yeah, you can owe twenty five thousand. What? Yeah. What? Why? What? Okay, what first of all, don't hit me with that. No. Please don't hit me with that. Well, I think it's like the same thing. Like I hear a lot of people if they get hurt or they're sick, they don't want to go to the doctor because they want to find yeah. out. But I'm like me. Oh man. I've been so many injuries. I want to know if my leg is broken right now. Do I need to have surgery? How long is it gonna take? Like I just want to get the stuff, the that's plan true, out of the way. Oh, I'm, I'm opposite. Like, I'm completely opposite of that. Yeah, but the thing, but that's such a valid point. You know, you want to plan for it. Like okay, I owe this much. Let me start. But you said some, you said something good right now though, right? It's like I want to know in the now. And so what you were saying earlier, what do people know about changing right, making those decisions right to go left or right in that fork in the road? I think people tend to procrastinate on these things. Why? Because we fear the unknown, right? Fear that information. Oh, absolutely, comfort zone. But I don't know if it's always comfort zone because I think some of it's like you don't know what you don't know. And so oh, yeah, if you, if you try to address some of those things to understand, like I was saying with the strength finders, and you're like, oh, okay, this is a thing, or a few other things. Like there's a couple of really good books that, that I like. Um, no, we're not on that segment yet. We, Don't tell us your book yet. We, we, we give people a better chance of understanding the information now and having the time to plan for it. But when you, you, you're saying it's not, it is a comfort zone because you say, I agree, you don't know what you don't know, right? But, again, we're on the information age, so you can know. But people don't want to do, I, I, I tell the story all the time. Yeah, people don't want to do something they're not good at. Like, if I, if I was good at football, right? Yeah, you were. I, I was a I'm good at coaching. This is this this is I'm a better coach than I was a football player, right? Like, I love coaching. I want to keep doing coaching. I would coach football to to as long as I can. But if someone's like, "Yo, we'll pay you five million dollars to coach a soccer team," I'm like, "No, I'm not taking five million dollars to coach a soccer team." I'm pretty sure you would say like, "For how long first? Well, no, you call me up. We make sure that we take care of <laughs> take care of that business hey, plan. Hey, like, hey, I'm gonna call my I, hey, CPA guy. Don't worry about the taxes. Go ahead and file. I just got a five million dollar deal. We're good. I paid. But we don't. People don't want to do things that they're not good at or don't know, right? And so instead of seeking that information, for five million dollars, I would learn real. Okay, 
Maybe I said too hot. No, nah, I get, I get what you say. I'm say, say I got. No, you're good. Say I got paid the same amount. If they say, hey, we, we'll give you the head coaching soccer boys team. Right. I'm not comfortable with that. I don't know enough about that. Now, could I go do my research and, and learn? Absolutely, I could. But people in life don't want to do that. They because they're they're that's not what they're good at. I don't I don't believe. I'm bad at relationships. I'm, I, no, stop. Okay, stop. I'm, I'm, I know this is y'all's podcast and all, but hold on. So You daggone right. I don't... It's a show, by the way. Not a podcast. I, okay, show. Sure, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, man, I, I totally disagree with you. Disagree on what? So, so I, think, I think, first of all, it, it, you, you put people... You've got to put people in the right place. You, you're absolutely right. Like, don't go coach soccer right if that's not what you're meant to do. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, that's the thing, like for sure. That, and that's and corporate America says it all the time: put the right person in the right job, right? But we do we need to do that out here too, right? So, what are the right friends? What are the right things? I, you you say one thing that I'll, I'll also disagree with you. Like we're in the information age, so you should know that's not true. It's not true at all. When the vaccines were coming out and people were trying to look and get online, they didn't know where to look, despite how much information was coming out. Mm. So. There is a there is a huge discrepancy, huge gap right now in this information digital divide. Like it's a real thing. It's there. People on the west side that don't have access to, you can't just pull up your phone. We have some privilege when it comes to you're that. Right. You're right. <laughs> but but saying you know if you're not good at something, it, it's I think that we need to look at that conversation differently, right? You can't just t- so like a Tim Duncan, right? That quit swimming because the tropical storm damaged the pool and he decided to do something else, right? But there's more than the Tim Duncans that got, you know, um, redirected, mm-hmm. right? He decided, I'm going to go be good at this, and he had, some, he had the encouragement. Again, I'm going to emphasize that encouragement behind him to go and be the best, right, that he had. Maybe he just had natural ability to do some of those things. But I, when the, the reality is that the world is not all Tim Duncans. When we decide and go out to do something and fail at something, right, people look at that and we, we wear that badge of, like, I failed. And we don't look at that badge to say and change the narrative, hey, that's not your strength. Your strength is not delivering packages in Amazon. Your strength is being behind the counter because you are a people person, mm. right? You're, you need to be this or this. And we don't get to evaluate that. We don't do it in high school, which we should. I think leadership programs need to be in high school so that they Absolutely. better understand themselves. Because that's where the coaching always came in. That's why the coach was the most important aspect. You had teachers that stood out. Mr. Sumter, right, a couple others, they stood out. The others just showed up. Mm. Coaches didn't show up. Now, coaches will pick out, because I remember this, right? Yo, I'm going to go with this dude, and everybody else is just a body. And I'm like, man, I'm showing up every day to work. But you're right. He's a little faster than everybody. He's a little... My stats weren't bad. I was just small, right? <clears throat> My my four by one hundred was good. My four by four hundred was good. Like mo- my shuttle was good. I just wasn't the biggest guy. But I started playing, you know, when I was a freshman. You know what I mean? Coaches, some not gonna invest in you. That's a big problem for me, because I could have been that kid, right? I was never gonna go anywhere. So I was happy that that wasn't the thing. But there's a lot you of you weren't kids. built for jail. You weren't built for football. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of kids like that, and that's the difference with the coaches. Coaches actually cared enough, right, to teach you about you. Right, showing up, you changing your perspective. They didn't sit there and look at you and say, "Nah, you're not good." They never really said anybody wasn't good. But if you weren't, it, I, I forgot his name. I think it was Osvaldo. Man, he was he was a a, a D line. He was terrible because he wasn't aggressive, and they put him on no line. It was one of those switches. But the coach switched him. Right, he gave him a chance. 
to go try something else. He didn't say, man, you suck at D-line, man. You got to go. No. He gave him a chance somewhere else. What do we do with DBs and receivers all day long? Switch them. Switch them, yeah. right? Whatever you're good at. That's where the coach was always instrumental. And we need more of those people in this world to look at somebody, evaluate them, and say, hey, it's not that you're failing at every job or every relationship. Maybe it's who you're trying to date. Maybe it's what you're coming in at. <laughs> we need to fix that Bumble account. <laughs> yeah. That's the same thing Andrew was talking about last week when he was building his company. was making sure that he gave his employees the best tools and put them in the best position to be successful. That's the mark of a good coach. I mean, that's the same echo right there. Absolutely. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. I just, I, I think that figuring out your strength and your purpose and your goals in life is very important. And I do, but what's, what, how do we help the people that don't have the tribe, don't have the coach, don't have, you know, that person in their corner pushing them? Like at some point it does have to be a self-reflection and a self-internal drive. Because I mean, the black and brown community, so to speak, it's just—it's not fair. We 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 haven't had the same knowledge, privileges that other type of people may have had. But so what, right? Like, and I'm just playing kind of devil's advocate, so to speak. Like, so what? Like, you still got to go out there and, and, and work twice as hard, get that knowledge, get that education, um, and even if it's not books, education, like figure out what it is it takes to be successful in whatever you decide to do and then go create a new gen i, I, I weigh heavy on this with my family like i i feel like it's my job to yeah. carry us all that's like, why i went to houston because mexican americans right like they they don't we don't leave we don't leave this little spot right some of us i mean if you look man you look at some of our friends they still live in the heritage farm area you yeah. know what i mean because that's just where they grew up yeah they didn't they didn't know right like i live in stone oak right and there's this like right oh you live in yeah, I went a couple times to deliver some 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 documents. I'm like, dang, bro. I want a better life for my family, right? Northeast side has some really good schools. I'm sorry that Northside, you know what I mean, probably second best. I'm hey, sorry that Judson now. got a. I, it is what it is, watch though. Out, it's facts and it's data. And if you want to change that and argue that, then change it. And you said, I, I don't want to get into the political side, but I agree with you on the black and brown, right? I, people use like victim mentality in the yes. wrong way, in the wrong way. Oftentimes, you talked about that before. Yeah. But they use it in the wrong way, right? Again, you're labeling somebody, you're slapping a badge on someone, saying that hey, you this or whatever, or or because you're you're com- you're complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm showing you realities. There there was a, a case just recently, right, in California. It was a black family that got their house taken from the beach, right? Look it up. They got it taken, you know, fast forward, it got turned into like a, a city, you know, mm-hmm. lifeguard area, whatever. But they said, what did they lose? So the family's going to get it back. They've sued. They're going to get it back. But what did they lose generationally from that time to now in terms of the wealth they could have built and the assets they could have built by having that prestige piece of land? Mm-hmm. Not just like, hey, I'm going to cut you a check for X million dollars. Cool. What did everybody else? What could what could that have done to continue to spire? We we hear these these dynasties in these you know in this world, right? And what they do, they diversified, man. They kept. We saw last year, man. I mean, the, the top wealthiest people made a ton of money still, yeah. as bad as it was. <laughs> so those are facts. And when people 
oh, he victim mentality. Stop be those are facts. If, if that didn't happen, something could have changed. Bad, bad or good, though. Let's recognize both. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's a difference because I think the, the expectation and the understanding when you go into, right, being from black and brown communities, I think that, you know, we already devalue ourselves internally. It's just innate. I don't, I don't understand. It's not like your parents are talking down to you or whatever, but you go around and you just, like, you have this, like, I'm not going to be as good as. And it's changing that narrative when, they, when you hear them talking about what they're going to legislate and not let, excuse me, legislate and not legislate. But it's having better conversations. And we're not having better conversations. We're stuck on repeat, on the old ones. Mm-hmm. So when you listen to, you know, like my brother's keeper, when you listen to these other organizations that have changed things, right? You, Eric Garner, right, is the one that you, you look at the, the motivational guy. Eric Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Right. A lot, of, a lot of what most of these people are saying, right, is changing the perspective, right? And we don't have enough of them on a consistent basis because we're not doing it in our own communities. And, and that's where I'll say I disagree with you, and that's where I go back to, like, everybody's teachable. Everybody's teachable. It's just you got to know how to teach them. You got to know how to reach them. And that's, I know that sounds cliche, but, Dang, like, that's, was, that <laughs> but, but that's what it is, though. Because when people come to me, that's why I say, like, you know, we don't do taxes in accounting, right? You know, we make you smile and laugh. I had I had somebody that, you know, we gave her a loss on her small business. She got a bigger refund. Most people are like, <laughs> she was like, yeah, I'm just a little bummed. I'm going through a divorce. Just found out I had cancer. Trying to stay where I'm at, you know, trying to build my business. She's staging. She does home staging. Mm-hmm. She works. And it's just side hustle on the side. And she's like, you know, and I just feel like, you know, it's a minus $7,000. Like, is it worth it? So I didn't even have conversations about taxes. I was like, all right, stop. I was like, do you, I said, do you like what you're doing? She goes, yeah, I love it. I said, then keep doing it. Because 7000 I can tell you 9000 was the initial investment and stuff, so you're low. Don't worry about that. That's, that's math. That's numbers. Cool. I said, if you didn't love what you were doing, then you could stop. Focus on what you love doing. Those are the conversations that I have with my clients all the time. All the time because there's always a something there i'm going through this i'm going through this i'm going through this what does that do that affects your small business so do you want me to stay focused and tell you black and white numbers law steps that you can do and take to stay organized and save money or i can coach you right over here and motivate you energize you validate you to come over here and do better those are the conversations that i have all the time that's why i say like cpa's there's some good ones out there, but, but we can't just, like, hey, here's your tax return. I get it. We can't spend an hour with every single client every single time. But why not? I don't need to make a million dollars, man, just to try to get you in and out, right? Mm-hmm. So I can do 20 in one hour at $250. Like, nah. How about I do 10 and motivate 10, make a little bit less, and put 10 more ripples out in the world that might do a little bit better? If I don't have those conversations with those people, there was a guy, Jarrell, he posted a, uh, he called me 8.30, right? Called me. Jarrell, don't call me at 8.30. So he called me at 8.30 at night. Uh, is this thing on? <laughs> Do not Jarell, call me at 8.30. Do not 8:30. call me at 8.30. Um, In the morning. Not, you can call you at 8.30. Night. Oh, he called no, it was at night. Oh, okay. We were doing his taxes and stuff, right? He did, so I'll, I'll give him a little plug. It's build your beard, right? That's his, his oils and stuff, right? Build your beard? Build your beard. Okay. And so, uh, but don't he be, Don't be dropping names, man. Let's say sponsoring. Let's go. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> so he said, you know, 
I, I, I knew his wife from when he used to work as a pharmacy tech, right? And so they got married a couple years ago, whatever, and I, and I did his, his taxes and stuff. He goes, you know, when we were working together, you know, I asked you a few questions, you said something, and then I followed you. And he was like, I was literally, like, just done with the, the side business. Like I just, it just wasn't motivating, wasn't, you know. He was like, but it's, it's what you told me that encouraged me to then go get the LLC and then keep going. And it's like there's a ton of him out there. He, maybe he doesn't make it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because now tools. Now he's got a little bit more motivation to like, how do I get into something in a better way the next time? So going back to what you said, like if that's not what you're good at, no, I think we need to have the right conversation. We need to have enough people having the right conversations with the right people all the time. And we're not. We listen to a bunch of, I don't want to get on social media too much, but, you know, it's just a bunch of trash on there. Everybody's marketing to something, you know what I mean? And nobody's really saying, hey, like, just be real. People ask me, like, why do you do what you do? I'm like, I, I wish I had a slogan. I don't. You know why I do it? I just want to help people, man. Just want to help people. I don't know how to say that all cool and stuff, you know what I mean? Because nobody gives a shit about it. Yeah. Everybody got an angle, you know what I mean? Like, I can't tell you how many times I've reached out to people, and they're like, well, what are you selling? And I'm like, nothing, man. I'm just trying to help people. Like, what do you mean? I'm like... What do you mean? What do I mean? I'm telling you, I want well, to. It's help. not normal. It's not. And it's and it's, it is unfortunate that being you know, um, being truly not having a motive, ulterior motive, especially for um, a lot of things people do for financial gain, right? And I mean, being in the industry you're in, I can see that. And same thing with real estate, right? Like, I just like helping people create generational wealth, like by home home ownership. And then, you know, I I never thought I could get that same feeling of like teaching. Right. The kids, the youth, and then it's like now I teach adults that literally don't know the process of buying a home, and they're in, in the information age. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he got me on that one, huh? No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right, though. It's perspective, man. Yeah. I mean, we we need to stop sometimes and say like we've got all this stuff that we don't realize that people don't have. That's why when people are like, oh, I'm gonna go to a third world country, and you're like, wow. Man, go to the west side and the south side. You don't got to go to third world country. Like, understand. A lot of people feel like, well, I can't write that big check. You write. I'm like, $1,000? Fair. I I, I was there one time. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, that's $100 was like, bombing. But I was like, but you know, you can can do five and ten. Really? Yeah, it's called micro donation. You're making a difference, too. There's enough of you. What happened to GameStop? You know what happened to GameStop? GameStop, GameStop got shorted, right by the big company. They shorted 110 percent of their stock. I mean, we all know that that 110 percent then isn't real. You can't have 10 percent more of something that doesn't exist. <laughs> but that was was that a math joke or no? Yeah. So these guys on Reddit were like, it's got Wall Street beats, right? One of the guys was like, no, that's BS. It's a it's a favorite place of his, and so he ended up getting millions of people to go out there and buy the stock at a higher price. To drive the stock up. Because it was sitting at like six, seven bucks, something like that, two bucks. It drove it up to $200. Mm-hmm. The dude made millions, but it wasn't his intent. The, the, the power behind that was that he motivated all these mom and pops. So this billionaire hedge company basically got bankrupted. $4 billion bankrupted for their miscalculation because some dude said, hey, that's BS. Let's all go. So millions of people bought 10. 20 shares at 200 bucks. And it's still sitting at like 160 right now. So 
that like that power in numbers, the micro donations, people are like, nah, that five dollars ain't going no. No, it is. And we all need to be thinking about that all the time in changing that conversation in that narrative of you can contribute. Just because you can't go down there and you see someone's house falling apart, you don't have a, a hammer, the skills to do it. Don't mean you can't call somebody. Mm. Don't mean you can't connect them with somebody, right? I think people feel like if they can't contribute, then there's no point. And it's like, nah, there's always a point. I, I saw a good movie the other night. Um, this guy was Eric, uh, uh, Arkansas Razorback. He was a lineman. Uh, I forgot the name. It's a cheater or something. It just seemed like a dumb name. But, <clears throat> but that guy motivated everybody around him. I think I've seen that movie. Yeah, I forgot his uh, Hollingsworth or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So that that dude, right, they started calling like like processes after him, right? They're like, oh that's you know, Billingsworth style, right? Like into the program. And it was like that's what we need. Like there's enough there's not enough of those people because not everybody feels confident enough to be those people. And we are. everybody in this room has a unique story, right? Everybody in this room has those life experiences, right? And as long as we continue to have the right conversations with people, you continue to, to change that narrative. That's why I say, like, the hardest struggle for me is going to be changing this narrative about finances and accounting. Because we've seen it. It's old age, right? Like, you had your, your financial advisor guy. Same thing. People don't want to invest in themselves. It costs too much money or whatever. So then how do we change that? How do we figure that out? Different? How do we get you to go to school or go to the right schools or magnet schools or, or trades Right? Stop with the going to college trades. Go to a trade. Start a business. But put yourself in a good spot. The other part is the tribe. How do we make it welcoming for people to go and ask for help? We don't. Especially the brown and black community for men. Men have it hard. And we don't talk about it enough. It's May's Mental Health Awareness Week. And we don't talk about it as much, right? Because it's a weakness. It's a stigma. Right? It's a failure. Cultural things. 100%. All, all day long. Because that's what we were talking Don't cry. Don't cry, right? And you're no, like, you. <laughs> no, I give you a reason to cry. That's that's why that's that's the thing I grew up on. You know, why are you crying? Uh, you want a reason to cry? I'm like, I'm just I'm just emotional, Dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I stubbed my toe. <laughs> no, but it's I stubbed my toe. No, I mean I, I think that's a good topic that we can talk about uh, because I fight that dynamic in my in my in my my tribe, so to speak. My family is like I'm I'm the weird deep thinker that's always like trying to push us to be greater and it's like people are comfortable and it's like frustrates me like it drives me crazy because i'm like no you have this greatness you have the you have the capability you have the mindset in you like you're way stronger than you think you are but maybe i'll come off kind of sandy when i say it but (laughs) no no, but i think for you though even though situations like that where you may think that you're not making an impact or you're not getting through, I guarantee you those seeds are planted. I guarantee you they reflect back to moments of conversation that you've had with them about, you know, um, so, you know, don't get too hard. It's a heavy burden to, to bear, though, like, you know, but I had a talk with my aunt last night, and she was just like, it's, it's not your job to save everybody. And that's how I used to think with the kids, too. Like, you know, you want to save all of them, and you can't. Like, some of them, and the craziest part is, like, you – you think you're impacting some, and you got some, like, you know, I always, you know, not to categorize people, but you got, like, kind of the gothy kids, the kids that, like, don't talk, super introvert, don't say nothing to class, and then you get this note from them on Thanksgiving, like, thank you for changing my life. It's like, 
Damn, I didn't even know you were listening to me. Like, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, it's just hard to fight that because when you do have a passion like that we have, that everyone at this table has and everyone in this room has to make an impact, I mean, because that's the whole point of the show, right? To make an impact. If it's the 30 people that are consistently watching and subscribing, like and share, you know what I'm saying? Um, then it's cool. Like, And we've talked about it before. I was like, man, do I want a million followers? Do I want to change a million people's lives? Absolutely. But it may, it may not be for us to do that. So I, I'll tell you this, right? So you, you hit on something, right? This, this is personal for me. So a big part of, like, the other parts that I stopped talking to my family was... Because yeah, it's not, you know, it's not showy to say that, right? Everybody wants you to have everything put together, and then you have this, like, mm. family unit and stuff, right? And so then it's like, well, then something's wrong, right? I would show up. That would be the conversations, right? There, somebody's upset about something. Somebody's struggling somewhere, right? And you're like, hey, well, let's do this. Let's try that. You know, talking to the nieces and nephews, right? Of like, hey, you know, you got to do this. You got to start. Oh, you know, it became like Robert's lecturing. You're always mm. lecturing. You know, and I'm like, I'm not lecturing. You know what? I'm learning something that, that y'all don't know. You could choose to take it if you want to. You could take some of it if you want to. But listen, it became that so much that it was it was a it was a burden on me. You know why? Because I would walk away and I'm like, is something wrong with me? If, if, do I have all the wrong answers? Nobody's listening to me. Like, and I, I wake up with motivation. Right. And then it's just like it'll just get sucked out of me. And I'm a dude that doesn't need that to happen because I'm a, I'm a dude, I'm a guy that's going to go out there and continue to work to change lives. So it's like, I don't need that. I need somebody that's putting energy in me. And I had to walk away. And people need to understand that there are moments that you have to understand when to cut what and how to, to interact with others. Because we think this like family now, I don't ever, no, that's not true. That's not true. People are toxic. Some people are toxic. And if they're sucking the life out of what you're trying to do good, then you need to either interact with them differently or not at all. Mm. And we, we disagree with that all day long. No, that's family. Blood is thick. No, 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 no. Stop with all those analogy BS, whatever. We got to do what's best for us and the impact that we're trying to make and the people that believe in us to give them the time and energy. Because if you're going to go home and complain or in your friends, then you just wasted 20, 30 minutes, hour of their time on something that bothered you over here rather than just staying outside of that circumstance, mm -hmm. you know? And it took me a long time. Like these last seven months have been like eye-opening because I've, I used to just carry a burden of like, man, I'm not good enough. I got these great ideas and like, uh, you know, it's not working for me. I'm not getting promoted fast enough, mm -hmm. right? I'm not connecting the way I thought. I'm like, man, if someone could just hear my story, if someone could, if I could have this that happen chance moment as I quit, I started having more of those conversations with those clients. I started to see things on my own and see things what I was capable of. So when I would look back and be like, okay, I was struggling at work and maybe I, I you know, was a little aggressive, you know, with my boss or whatever, you know, and it's like we were starting to do this. I'm like, is that my problem? Like, am I the problem? When I got out, I was like, you know what? I could have been a little more respectful on some things for sure. So I'll take that. <laughs> but the other part to that was, realizing you have me in a box i'm not an in the box person so where my frustrations was that you you did this to me instead of letting me go out there and do it now that i get to do my own thing it's not without its struggles yeah but it's it's me understanding more of me 
and I'm also validating my own stuff, my own hypothesis after the fact. Oh, absolutely. Because no one else did that for me while I was working through there. And I'm like, you know what? Now that I've had the chance to work on me, things are good. Things are, things are getting better, right? Like, they're not where I want them to be, but we're going to keep working at that. But before... Nobody was there, right? And everybody's telling you, like, oh, you're doing this wrong, doing that. And it's like, so I say, again, that narrative. So with that, those family members, like, then y'all do you. You stay where you want to be. Because I told them, we're eight of us. Let's all put some money together and buy a rental house. Could have had a half a million dollar rental house right now. Ten years ago, right? But what? No, because it's this and no, because it's that. And so they, then I need to have better conversations with the right people. That's the frustrating part because, like, you have a like you said futuristic mindset and you you can see things and you've learned what what that could have been for y'all now right and it's it's frustrating for me especially with the family that i see that futuristic i see like especially being in real estate now like what that can do for us in the long term for all of us and it's like it's 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 so frustrating when people don't see you when they don't have your vision you know what i mean does that make sense your key word there was your vision. Your vision. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Saying, but when I say my that. vision, it's not selfish. It's more. it's yeah. it's for us. Yeah. It's to better us as a family, as a you know cousins, whatever. Like it's not selfish. Like I can no, see. Not. Yeah, but, I mean, we all you, have our goals. But if you start to rethink how you're having those conversations, the words you're using, the the time in which you're having them you'll start to see that you'll reach more people inadvertently. But if you're always coming at somebody the same way, even with the best of intentions, you're just not. So I have a real bad dynamic, not bad, but I have, my dynamic is, is weird. It's my wife and people think we got it all put together. And it's like, no, we don't. We have conversations every single day about something. Right. But a big part of that always is, how do we separate the wife from the business? I mean, if I ask, if I ask you for some help on something, and then you just like, oh, I had the kids, and it's like, well, do I get mad because the kids, or like, is it business? So, <laughs> it's funny, but it's real. It's These things yeah. break people, break up yeah. homes all day yeah. long. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? We gotta create the structure. So, hey, I know this sounds weird, but you know, if you show up to the office, knock on the door and make sure I'm in a good spot. I'll do the same with you. I'm not gonna just drop. Hey, I need you to do these five things in the middle of something. Tell me when the best time is to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I've had to change that. We're still working on it. But I had to change those conversations, right, so that it doesn't feel like I'm her boss. Because she's like, I'm, I'm equal. I'm like, well, it's not that you're not equal, but I'm representative of the brand and the license. So by default, we're not equal yeah. in that respect. And people are like, oh, but that's your wife. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the structure because you walk away today, it's still me. If I walk away, it's non-existent. So how do we create this dynamic to where it is about a business and we're treating each other with meetings and other stuff versus it just being free-flowing? Yeah. So that I'm having the right conversations with you about the right things with you and not just, you know, doing them my way. At the right time. At the right time. Hmm. That's good. Maybe more intentional. Definitely more intentional. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I'm just taking, I'm learning a lot today, especially from the things that I'm going through in my own life right now. Yeah. So that that that's, that definitely helps. Um, oh, did you have something? I didn't. Oh, the, you talked about the 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 mental the mental the men's 
Yeah. Is it men's? mental health? Mental health. Yeah, yeah men. Man. I didn't. I didn't even know that existed. Because they're trying to do a better job of of normalizing it, right? And 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 I don't want to say marketing it, but promoting it, right? In a sense, because you, we you need to talk about it. Yeah. We don't. We haven't, right? I mean, we see the suicide awareness, right? And everybody's like, yeah, please share. Yeah. Cool. But what, man, you reach out to anybody? You know what I mean? Like, those are touch points that we don't have. Yeah. I think this past year, too, with um, COVID, mm-hmm. you know, I think one of my biggest things is uh, reaching out to just people all the time and, like, how's your mental health, right? Because as a mom being home with my kids all day, like, I was going to lose my shit. You know, and so I just made it a point to like, if I feel this way, I know there's other people out there that feel this way. Like, and so my thing was like, how is your mental health? And I would check on a different girl or good girlfriend or woman I knew like every day for a while. Like, how's your mental health? What's going on? How how can we help? You know, so um, now more than ever, I feel like just because of this past year was so mentally draining. That's really tough. um, That it's something that needs to be discussed. And then and a very valid point too with men. You know, I mean, you you get this. Well, we're the provider, right? We're the provider. You got to win. You got to go out there and, and help your family eat, right? And so it's like if you don't like if this thing doesn't work, right? It's gonna weigh on me. But I think I'm 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 working towards understanding that if it doesn't work, I didn't let my family down. I didn't let them. You know what I'm saying? Comedian, like it just didn't work. Right. Or it didn't work the first time. Maybe I got to come back around and go back to work and then try to build a team a different way or whatever. Right. We see coaches fail all the time and then, you know, run a Super Bowl team. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a dynamic. It's a team effort in a lot of these things. But, you know, we sit there and we're just like, man, I lost a client. Man, that's six hundred dollars. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, is that going to stretch? Are we going to get to the end? Like, oh, damn, my friend's going to Disneyland. Like, I ain't got twelve thousand dollars to go to Disneyland. Like. You know, am I being a good dad because I can't send them or go into debt to take them, you know what I mean, or mm-hmm. do all these other things? And we don't talk about it enough because of that, right? And that's the part of, like, normalizing. It's the same narrative that I'm saying about everything else, that we're talking about things that we don't. And also really trying to talk about things from, from their perspective, mm-hmm. right? Because we say, well, I mean, if, if I didn't know, right, and I, I do that a lot, but it's like just because I don't know doesn't mean that I can't relate and understand and talk to them in that situation. Now, there's some uncomfortable situations I don't like to really get into, you know what I mean? When it really talks about, like, wealth and privilege, like, probably not going to spend a lot of time talking through those issues. But when it comes to somebody that I may not have experienced some of the stuff, you know, coming from a different perspective, like, I got you. I, I haven't gone through that, but here's how we can problem solve that. We can solution that. Like, here's some things that we can try to do a little bit different. And I, I don't, I think people don't get out of their way sometimes to have those conversations in that, in that respect. Um, yeah. Well, you briefly mentioned um, we talk about books, right? Mm-hmm. What are you currently reading? What do you recommend? What are your top three that if somebody would ask me, <laughs> what are your top three right now? So, by the way, do you think audible audible books are the same me? as is, is the same as reading? Yeah. So let, let me let me <laughs> just. Why are you calling me out? Why are you calling me? I feel attacked right now. Hey, I'm, I'm the one that does it. First of all, don't put me in the middle of y'all stuff. Um, <laughs> Number two, I used to read a lot, and, and I, I read stuff all the time. That's why I like California, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know a little bit about everything because, again, I just really try to keep my perspective open. Um, so when I went through the leadership class, uh, emotional intelligence was one, right, that was really good. It taught me a little bit more about me, you know, and handling relationship awareness, right, social awareness, right, those things, right, things that we do and say, but then we don't step back and be like, we do, we'll say, like, how did I act? Oh, you know, I probably tone or whatever. But those are mm-hmm. the obvious. 
there's a lot of things in there that will help you understand, you know, how you're interacting with people in the subtleties, right? We all know about body language and all that stuff, but those are all kind of the easy ones. So that's one, right, that I think is just, I need to go back and read it because it was kind of, we're going to the leadership, we're also working. So it's like you're doing everything yeah. at once. What was it, it was called? Emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. And, there, and it has a test at the back of it, right? It's EQ. And, and so it's, it's, it's really good. It, oh, it dang, you got a test in the back? See if you really read these it. Are, these are, you know, good books, okay. right? Because they challenge you, but they test you, and they test you on your versatility and things like that for you to understand where you are in sort of these spectrums. Strength Finders was another one. It's not really a book necessarily where you kind of read front to back. It, it just has, so when you like, when we talk about futuristic, right, this is what I didn't mention was it says, hey, here's your strength. Here's what it's good for. Here's things that you need to be looking at, right, too, right? You're, don't put your blinders on, right? These are blind spots. If you're talking mm. to somebody that's not futuristic in the now, you lost them. So be conscious of that. So there was a lot of those, too, you know, where I was really more about that and saying, okay, got it, right? So when I'm using these strengths, i got to make sure that I'm measuring up people to know if I'm connecting. And that's the hardest part. Um, the other one was, um, oh, don't lose this one. Um, oh, my gosh. So it's my third book, and it's, it talks about leaning into conflict. And I cannot think of it right now. I just lost that. But that one was actually a really, really good one. Again, these are all leadership sort of driven, mm -hmm. but not, not to go lead. It's learning more about you, right, mm -hmm. so that you can lead the right way. Um, and, and I didn't understand that. Like, so it, 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 um, it's like conflict management. One of the things was, like, you know, create a trusted place. Right? We joke about this safe place, right, because they've stolen this, right, and sort of reframed it. But, like, safe place of trust. And I'm, like, looking at my team thinking, but I absolutely have their best interest in mind. It's funny because I'm not trying to play off that, but I'm telling you the story. Mm -hmm. That's how I was, of course, I go to bat for them. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. But how do they know that I would die on the sword for them? How do they know what? How do they know that I would die on the sword for them? Mm. How do they know that I would go to bat for them? How would they know that I'm going to stay late and do whatever I can to empower them? Unless I'm saying and doing the right way to build that trust. I just felt like it was inherited trust. You know, because in my head, I'm like, yo, trust me. Mm. I got you. Don't worry about it. It's like me telling you right now, hey, trust me, man. I'll take care of your baby girl. Yeah, I don't really know you, right? <laughs> like, how do you build that trust, right? That's a real thing. But yeah. that's, in that sense, easily you can go to it, yeah, yes or no. But when you're working with somebody, how do you build that trust, right? It, it's hard. The other one was is, you know, don't tell yourself a story. Oh, why are they meeting over there? Why does, you know, so-and-so? How come nobody's coming around? Just ask. Yo, I haven't seen you in a minute. Everything good? Did I do something wrong? Just ask. We over here telling, oh, no, why we're spinning in our heads. <laughs> I'll have to look at the book. So I'll have to look at the name. But I literally probably have about 20 books. And the reason I have 20 books is because this is something I think is also really important. We have to be ready to do things and to change things and to change the direction on things. And I think a lot of times people are like, hey, I'm going to go work out. And so when you stop, it's, I failed, right? Because I said I was going to do this thing. We don't give ourselves a chance to be ready. And you may not be ready at that moment. And we need to be ready. I use them kind of as a, as a weight. It's a reminder, right, that they exist. So I'm buying these books that people are telling me are good to read. And I'm trying to find the right time to be ready to change my life the way that I need to and the way that I want to. 
I want to go and learn why. The more I learn, the more I get to teach. And so I'm struggling with it. I'm not learning as much. I'll, I'll do some, some other stuff or wasteful time on some things. And I'm like, man. But I keep them there as a reminder like, hey, it's, it's not a never. It's a matter of when. But they're mm-hmm. here for you. So I've got, I've got a bunch of good books that uh, uh, there's a couple I'll, I'll mention. Like, so I went to a UTSA, and so we went to a, a, an honor sort of meet and greet. Um, and so Shea said, I know I had two books, right? So he, he signs a couple books for us, and he's local, right? So I'm going to try to read those. Lorenzo, I think, Gomez, I think, uh, from Geekdom, also wrote two books. I think The Cilantro Diaries, and another one's like Tafoya uh, something. He went to Tafoya Middle School, right? I'll, I'll call him a big player in San Antonio in the tech and stuff like that because they help create geekdom, help create that space to bring up entrepreneurs, right? So San Antonio's becoming a really big tech city. Hmm. We're competing heavily with Austin right now because they're putting a ton more money over there. And then you get the Joe Rogans and stuff to move out there and Elon Musk and stuff. But we've got a big tech district downtown, right? And they're putting a lot of money, a lot of energy. The same money and energy I wish they would do for small businesses. But your local landscaper's not the unicorn, right, that is, you know, mm-hmm. tech, right? Hmm. But that's cool. I got it. I'm gonna take care of that. No worries. But um, so I'm gonna try to read his when I when I do get up to it. Some of those books I struggle with because I'm trying to think about where I want to be, and I can't get out of my way when I'm reading those books. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I go into it and I'm like, man, but I'm doing all this already, you know, and it's not yielding the results, mm-hmm. right? And so then I beat myself up afterwards where I'm like, well, what are you doing wrong? So I'm like, well, then I'm not ready because I gotta figure some things out of me first to come back and then take that knowledge in the right way. It takes a lot of self-awareness to kind of have that mindset that, okay, this isn't my time or my season. And in this situation, it's just literature reading, right? But, I mean, we can apply that to so many different things, you know? It's just, rather than just saying, I'm not gonna do it or screw that book, yeah. you know? Um, no, let me just put it back here on the shelf because obviously I'm, this is not the season for it. This is not the time for it, so. Trying to build momentum. Right. Trying to build momentum. That's why I say, like, you know, I'm going to do a better job this year, you know, and trying to connect and go out there. So I reserve my Fridays to meet people. Right. Like I just I, I, I'll work. I'll do some stuff. Right. But I'm not doing heavy stuff. But I'm trying to zoom, you know, people in the city. I follow some district races I don't even belong to, you know, just to get to know people. Yeah. Uh, did the Pearl. Right. I did a few others and stuff because, you know, we got um, I'll give myself a little plug. Right. The San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. Right. So my wife got into LLI. Right. Which is Latina Leadership Institute. Right. And so their leadership. Program. And, she, and she got denied last year, but she showed up this year. Right. To get in there, we did a better job connecting with people. I, by default, in a sense, also applied to the Alex Bresenio, you know, leadership development program as well. So I was, you know, lucky to get accepted. They haven't released the announcements yet, but they, you know, messaged us individually. Honestly, like that's probably going to be more work than what is than, than what we can handle right now with everything and then the business. Mm-hmm. But we're doing it in a way to learn what their leadership program is, take away, and also connect with other people, but trying to build that momentum in a sense, right, that helps us grow so that we can teach others a different perspective. But I do all those things, again, not for the, you know, accomplishment or whatever, just really trying to do a better job being a servant leader because I feel like I connect with a lot of people, and I haven't done a good job in showcasing that so that I have more people that can show up to me and say, hey, Lynn, let's help me with these things, right? Mm-hmm. So I try to have better messaging out on my social media, right? I stay away from the political stuff, which is super hard sometimes. No, I, you a lie. I see you post. No, I haven't in probably about a year and a half because I knew that I was alienating people. 
And I don't uh, care which side of you on. I mean, I get the extremes. I don't, I don't, I don't mess with you all day long, right? But yeah. I realized, like, I was probably alienating some people that could very well help me, yeah. and I could very well help too. Mm. And I need to be part of the solution. That's great self-reflection because I mean, I think we everything today in society, especially when you talk about <clears throat> politics, is like you either one side or you right side, you either left or right. Like you don't like there's no in between. Like you said, black it's all black and white. You can't. You can't agree with one part and, and agree with another part. Like you have to be this so you, supporter so you or that can, supporter. No, 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 that's you know, what I'm saying. You, know, you, you can, but the way society is, and it's like we're pinning each other against you, each but other. But you know why and where we're doing it on social media? Because yeah. when you talk to somebody, so I'm part of the <clears> HOA, right? And I met some people. See, I'm neither liberal nor Democrat. I mean, a liberal or a Republican or whatever, right? Democrat, it doesn't matter. Like to me, I'm not. People are like, "Nah, but you're more this way because I care." Mm-hmm. I'm 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 Democrat because I care. No, I'm not. I want to be fiscally responsible too. I, I you know I mean I want I want all these things. I want a better world, man. I don't care how you figure it out. Just get it done. So when I was on the HOA for four years, right, I met a lot of people from different walks of life, good people, right and left. And I'm like, if you talk to somebody, most often they're gonna talk to you and they're gonna understand because we used to do that. You get on social media, it's vitriol, bro. It's mm-hmm. mad. Everybody mad all day long. You can't say something the wrong way because then all everybody jumps on you. We got people from high school, dude. You know what I mean? I won't name names I'm that have not, just I'm gone exactly off the rails. And it's like, yo, we all grew up in the same place. Why are you acting like you're different all of a sudden? Because right. you had a different journey. Like, I got called out because I didn't go to the military. And you, thought, you think you're too good for me? I'm like, what? Because I, I, I know exactly to, what you're talking about. Because I went to college. I was like, do you know what I went through to get to college? Bro, I almost didn't make it to college. And you had everything handed to you the minute you walked in to the military. No disrespect, but it's like, we got a program for you. And right. you just follow the program. Right. I'm like, I, I screwed things up for myself, bro. Nobody was there saying like, hey, let's, go on, let's bring you back to this program. No. no I mean, that's, that's how people are. <laughs> they like, don't understand people's journey. Don't understand talk like, what you've them. been through. Just talk to people. I know when I posted that picture, you sent me a message, and you're like, oh, I love that you're sharing this. Because for the longest time, you didn't talk about it. No. Nah. For the longest time, it wasn't part of it. It was part of your internal demons. But you go out there, and you share that, and people are like, yo, really? Wow. We don't share those 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 Vulnerable vulnerabilities, moments. man. Absolutely. Man, this has been good. Uh, I do want to ask you some 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 tax stuff real quick. I do, because I want to I wanna shout out a little <laughs> bit of my stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But like... Um, just to kind of get into that, like, what are some of the biggest things you can advise people, you know, on the process of taxes, you know, some things you might want to look into, some resources, other than obviously yourself, um, things like that. The big misconception about taxes, maybe, or just some talking points you think about taxes. Now, so I appreciate the question. Um this is a thing that I struggle with because, like, you've heard me kind of talk today, right? I don't stick necessarily to sort of one thing, right? Like, I'm not, you know, I, I just, I don't silo myself, which is why, like, I'm not a, I'm a, I'm a proponent of collaboration all day long. And, and I don't have to be the smartest person in the room. I just need to work with people that are just as passionate. Um, so I struggle with trying to connect at that level, right, with, like, with that taxpayer that's coming to me and they just sold a house, right? And they're like, I, yeah, all these things happened. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, no, nah, that, that's not even that hard. Like, that's nothing even really happened. 
but to them it is, right? Mm -hmm. So trying to do a better job of, of understanding what those pieces are. Some of the things that I'll tell you, so we're going to talk individual side for a minute. The individual side, I, I think people just need to be aware of what opportunities there are. Right? Everybody wants this magic bullet. And I try to do a really good job of explaining to people, you know, the, the, the breakdown in their tax return. Because often what you see right now, and I'll go back to again, because I'm going to keep repeating this until it's normal, the traditional CPA firm, right, or the tax prep office. You can't do that anymore. We did that last year with PPP, man, and people screwed it up. We did it this year with new, the new tax credits coming out, and people don't know what they're doing because everybody got a side hustle. Every time I get tagged, you know what I do? First thing I do, I look at everyone else who got tagged. You know why? Because I want to see who are they? What are they doing? What messages mm -hmm. did they got out there? What is their intent? Is everybody just got TurboTax and they're doing your thing on TurboTax signing up with an account? Or do they got their software that they've invested time and money into? <clears throat> so it's important, right, to work with knowledgeable people. It doesn't have to be me. It's people that you're comfortable with, right? Mm, absolutely. So on the individual side, there is no major tax breaks that we're not already aware of. So I really, it absolutely irritates me when I hear, like, maximum refund. This dude got me the most. Oh, man. Bro, that guy got you what you were afforded. <laughs> like, if you showing up to somebody, if you showing up to somebody, right, and he, they not trying to get you the most, they, you need to walk away. We do that in... in, why, in why is that about tax guys? Like, why... Like, if you say, like, I got a CPA guy, is it good? Like, it's going to give me the most money? Yeah, like all the time. Like, I mean... Nah, bro. I, nah, he's trying to give you half. I don't know. I I think he's going to do it the legal way of, of what is allowed. I, I'm not sure if your other guy is not doing that. Yeah. Like it, I, it's the almost awkwardest conversation when people yes. reach out to me like, but are you gonna be able to give me the most? <laughs> so so and this is where I say like we gotta reframe that question. Oh man, right? that's so true. Is 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 your CPA guy knowledgeable of the laws, right? Of the changes <clears throat> that that I may that's qualify so for? We do that, but people people get that right, and we're, so we're, we're I mean what are we? We're like we're like squirrels, right? We're like oh max refund, ah, I'm gonna go to that guy because they got me the most every time. You know what they don't do though? This is where I, I like I just I, I get annoyed. I get no annoyed. They don't educate you. Yeah. Right. Right. They're like oh yeah no Miss Martinez you gonna get ten thousand three hundred forty five dollars back? Oh my God you just shit girl you just ooh thank you my see you ooh, next year share it share it yeah. she's they're amazing. They, whoa, she just every year. I would have lit a fire under that one, boy. Well, that's like that's like realtors today. Like I mean, oh my I'm, god, you like you guys got me on a whole nother level the, right now. The market is so crazy, and, and these and, 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 I don't care if they're watching. I don't care. Like I posted the other day, like I got I sold I sold helped the guy sell a house. He got over asking cash, and I put the market got my client. The market got my client's house sold in nine days. It's like it wasn't me. Yeah. So I'm glad you said it. the other part. I'll, I'll just I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this in this room. Like we got realtors that are like go sell right now. No one's talking about. Now, go I'm a I'm a plug someone else. So so this is my girl. Jenny. Don't be don't be plugging all the realtor here, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll donate you. I'll donate some to you. Oh my I'll donate god. Some to you. Hey, now cut. because cut shows nah, all, hey, hey edit this out. Don't edit. don't be. Don't be that guy. We all got to learn from other people. Jenny Park called it out. She said, hey, if it ain't the right time, then don't be making moves. Exactly. And, and everybody's like, go sell. And it's like, no, go sell and live rent. If it ain't the right time, don't sell. And this is her 
selling houses. And it's I, like, thank you. I mean, we can go look at one of my posts. I was like, everyone's selling people to sell. It's like, but you're not talking about how hard it is to buy. And in the situation, like, if it's right for you and your family, absolutely, let's do it. If you want to know how much you're going to make, cool. If you got somewhere to go, you got time to wait to build, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But everyone's like, sell, 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 sell. Yeah, we're in a national shortage. Got it. But that's but, not but that might not be the right situation for them. Selfish man, you thinking about Absolutely. you? That's so Absolutely. So, and that we, drives me crazy we, about realtors. We we went off. Right, we went off topic here. All right, hold on. So on the income tax side, educate people so they understand the results they're getting. Right? You can't sit there and be like, "Hey, if you take this magic pill or these powders or whatever, you're going you're going to get buffer and whatever." No. You ain't got that. That's not how this is. That's not how this works. Right. So we break it down and we're like, "You know why you got $10,000?" Because you, you don't make a lot. You're getting EIC. You got child tax credits. They didn't do nothing for you. And so when you come to me because your stuff got a little bit more complicated or you bumped into that next tax bracket and you owe, you know who they look at? For doing something wrong. That's going to be me. if you. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, You yo, do my taxes, bro. It don't look you, right. I'm going to go to the other guy that's going to give me the most. <clears throat> so... Education. Yeah. You got to tell people, look, you're getting this refund because you're withholding, because you have these credits, because of these other things that are afforded to you. So they can make educated decisions. Let me keep doing that or let me make some adjustments. However we need right. to, right? Because because as people start to grow and want to develop themselves, and they're like, y'all making 40 grand, okay, but next year I might be making 60 or 80, okay, well, then it's going to change. Mm-hmm. You got to be prepared for that. And they don't set <laughs> so them up scared. that way. I'm so scared. So on the individual side, you know, you can do things like maximize your 401. That reduces your taxable income. These are all levers that I talk to people about because there's no other real tax breaks for us that aren't already embedded in the, in the software. The software does the calculation mm. for you. But you got to know about them. you got to know how to talk through them. Um, you know, health savings, right? Medical deduction, if you don't itemize, you can't take it. But if you do an FSA or an HSA, it lowers your taxable income, and you get to use that money towards medical expenses. As a realtor, do I get a do I get to claim my uh, health insurance that I that I have to pay yeah. for? Yeah, yeah. every month. Health insurance at the end of the year is what we do. It's not a oh. it's not a deduction oh. off of Schedule C. It's a deduction off of Schedule One, and so it lowers your taxable income, but not your self employment income. Wow. I just wanted to talk smart for a minute because I yeah, just, been, you know <laughs> well, we've been saying some hey, stuff. Bring, but it, bring, really, it, bring it back to yeah, not the smart. Really, I, I you know, listen anything. to the knowledge. Like you know what I mean. To drop the knowledge, we've just been talking about life. You know. Yeah. No. So. No. So on the individual side, it's big moments. I tell people, man, you don't have to work with me forever, right? My, my fees are, are not that expensive. It's two fifty. There's some things that I tack on depending on the complexities. It's standard two fifty. It encompasses most everything for your individual, right? Married, filing, joint, you know, itemized, whatever. It, it may or may not go up because I, this is where I got to look into my business and see the things that I'm doing or not doing. And and I haven't been able to do that because I was working before full time mm-hmm. and this was extra. So. When you have these big moments, if you need to talk to somebody, don't be discouraged to spend the money to talk to somebody. Get the bigger picture. If they're just going to be like, hey, you owe or you, you're getting back money, then that's not the right person. Walk away. you got to have someone to talk to to say, okay, this is where it gets a little personal. Are you going to get married? Are you all thinking about having a family? Are you going to buy a house? All these things factor in. And you try to, at those moments in that one time of year that you talk to them, you try to ask a bunch of questions so that you can put them in a position to, to succeed. <laughs> in those conversations, though, right, when, they, when you're looking at those things, outside those levers that I talked about, you know, it, it's just a matter of understanding when and where to talk to the right person about stuff. 
from a small business side, and we're talking like Schedule C's, right? These are just. What is the Schedule C? What is so that? Schedule C means small business. Okay. It means that it's not a separate legal entity, right? It's it's within your personal return, and so whatever the results are, are going to flow into your W twos and everything else together. Okay. Um, and there you treat it like a small business, and I think this is one of those things where you do have to work with people immensely because it's a shift. It's a small business. There's there's deductions. What does that mean? Well, that could mean your AirPods, man. You know what I'm saying? That's mileage. It's all these things. And they're like, really? There's so licenses, certifications, all these things that weren't deductible from a personal standpoint before are deductible now, right? You guys that are 1099s, right? So all those things, like, you have to talk to them. So I tell you, get QuickBooks or Zero or FreshBooks. I don't know Zero FreshBooks very well, but, again, I don't pitch anything that I'm not comfortable with. But I just, I'm going to get educated in those or hire some that is so I can, I can offer whatever works for the client. Or I say, look, do the poor man's version. It's Excel. Download it every month from your, separate your accounts. Business account should be a business account. Don't mix anything personal. Download it on a monthly basis. Run the tape. See where you are, right? You know, income deductions. Do that for 12 months. You kind of have your financial statements. You don't mm-hmm. have to incur the cost of the software and all that stuff if you just start now. Oh, I'm, QuickBooks is where it's at. <laughs> but not everybody's got it, and I get it. Yeah. I was a little critical at first, too, but it is an investment. People need to understand it. You it's can a, write that off, too, though, right? Like the monthly payment. Yeah, but, you know, you can't write off what you can't make, right? So right. you've got to find alternatives for people yeah. to stay, you know, organized. Yeah. Well, keep your stuff, stay organized, understand your business. Honestly, the most important part of all that is talk to somebody. So a lot of what CPA guys trying to do is have those conversations that people don't want to have. I know I can't talk to everybody, but I'm trying to put that content out there so they know to talk to people so that they know before they get started. A lot of times businesses will come to me at the end and there's nothing I can do because it's already been done. We can only plan forward. Mm-hmm. So if you made money, even though you don't think you made money and you owe 10000 in taxes, but you're like, but I didn't make no money. But that's not an argument for me. I'm only showing you what the results are because you didn't talk to me. There wasn't a whole lot more we could do. I mean, let me put our conversation out there like this because that's what's going to happen next week. When I, when I talk about stuff, like, I, I feel attacked. So I'm over here sweating. From a small business or from, like, a mark, let's just use Mark as yeah. an example because he uh, is a 1099, right? Yeah. Um, is it beneficial the best way? I know that you use QuickBooks, right? But let's just say that's not an option. Do you... Do you, because I've heard different things, right? Do you keep all of your receipts? Do you itemize everything? Like, what are you, what are you responsible for keeping track of, right? Okay, and, and the reason I say this is because I know a small business owner, and hey, I need help with my taxes, so I just need to separate everything, literally with two bagfuls yeah. of receipts. And I'm like, can you, what? So, <laughs> Robert's like, don't send them to me. That's, that's yeah. about to, no, he's like, what? there's another CPA girl that I'm the so CPA you know, guy. And thank you for that question because that's that's probably content I got to put out, right? Um, so you do you are required to keep your receipts. Okay. You are required to show your receipts. There's a documentation that is support for what you went and did. Okay. So if you say like, hey, I went to Vegas for a conference, mm-hmm. all that's documentation, right? You can't just be let me show you the conference. Like they're gonna ask for everything, right? And you show that it's documentation. You're supporting what the expense is. Mm-hmm. You should keep all the receipts. I don't typically ask for the receipts if you got a financial statement, 
right? Because like that, a QuickBooks, like a well, yeah, a QuickBooks or even or even an Excel. Right? Okay. I'm trying to get away from Excel, but again, I know people that just can't afford the QuickBooks right. or are knowledgeable enough. And when they call me, I'm like, yeah, I, for what we charge, you probably not something that we need to be doing. So let's figure out a quarterly package, or let's figure out a different sort of. That's what I was saying, like the quarterly touch points. I'm just trying to find a way to keep helping, even when I don't charge or can't charge. Mm -hmm. You know that will, you know, again, if they work with me or not, I'm setting them up right for the better because that's what it's all about. So, you, 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 if you have the financial statement, I don't typically ask, but if there's something that stands out, I'll ask. I'm not, we're not auditing it, right? The engagement letter says I'm not auditing everything that you did. There's things that are reasonable, and the most people that are experienced will tell you, like, all right, if you're a realtor, you've got these things. Right. Like when COVID hit last year, mileage kind of went down for some people. Right. For some people, it didn't. But those are some things, though, that you look at and you're like, so you made twenty six thousand in commission. Your mileage went up. We added things in there probably aren't. It's not for me to say that you're lying. It's for me to tell you, hey. Respectfully, you're lying. No, no. Say that again, though. Like you said, you, so there's a you correlation make a of expenses. Nobody goes yeah. into business to lose money. Right. So, so in, in the pandemic, people drove less. Mm -hmm. Right. The, the housing market wasn't hitting the way that it was. Towards the end, it did. Right. But in that middle standpoint, there was a time where people drove less. They were doing more virtual showings. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying that if you show, I'm not saying if you show up with a $200,000, 1099, that your mileage didn't go up. If you show up because you sold one house every three months, but your mileage went up. You you not you you showing a lot of houses and you're not selling. This doesn't make sense. But that that, that does make sense. That's that's not necessarily in the market that was starting to exist. But but I was busier during the pandemic that like it really propelled my business. But again, you I'm not saying across the I'm not saying across the well, board. I feel attacked. That's what I'm saying when oh my bad. I thought we were talking about my when you're taxes. evaluating people you look at that because it's also okay. it's not it's not to call people out it's Absolutely. to make people aware and you have to have the documentation yeah. that says cool you drove more if they ask you you know what they're gonna ask you for your listings show me what houses you went to show me why your mileage went up yeah. if you don't got it they're gonna deny it so I'm not going to call you a liar and say you did do something, huh. but I'm going to give you some. Huh. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm like, nah, bro, I got them in showing time. I can download <laughs> that report. Like, which time many houses? Which is helping them be prepared. Yeah. Or Setting them up. mileage is one example. And in your profession, it's a big part of it. But there's others that people spend a lot of money on. And so you're like, hey, I know you can write off meals, <laughs> but you're writing off too many meals. Like, you're not investing back in your business. So if you're writing stuff off this personal Right, there's already a fifty percent deduction, which changes this year, by the way. For this year, or for or this like year, twenty-one. But I'll, I'll just to hundred percent, right? To hundred percent. Uh -huh. I'll stick to the you know right now is that if you're putting in personal stuff, then how do you really know the results of your business, right? Because you're mixing stuff. Because mm. you're trying to write everything off, like a all these corporations do. They do, but they do in a legal way. You just spending money to spend money. That's what we're not trying to your do. Chipotle every day is not. Every day. You know what I mean? Like My Starbucks you, every day, every morning. That's different, right? Because you know okay. you're getting up to go out, and that's what you do, right? Okay. But that's where you have to, like, understand the the, yeah. the, the... So I love what I do because I'm talking to a lot of business owners to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I'm listening, and, and I'm, I'm absorbing, and I'm reading, because you, you're trying to just set them up to be in the best position that they can. And you got to read into the numbers in the way that it works for you. And that's that's a little bit that I get... Uh, 
that's a lot that I give at the end. I don't tell people, like, all right, cool, you got five Gs, you're good. I'll break it down so they understand where it came from and if they need to make any adjustments. Number two, if you do run a small business, I'm telling you all these other things that I'm telling you about. I'm not just going to, like, all right, we put all the numbers together. Here's the math. Here's, then here's what you owe. And we're talking about the business, which is why I had that conversation with that lady. You know what I mean? Is that what you love doing if you're losing money? Or are you going to turn this thing around? Or how's your marketing going? We're struggling, too. Like, we're not struggling, but we're learning as we go. And a lot of that is all the knowledge that I drop at the end because you're trying to prepare them the best that they can in what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so you receipts, keep them. For me, different CPAs do different things. I don't necessarily need them, but I'll read into them enough to start asking the questions. We're also not responsible for any you know misinformation that's in there, and that's what people don't understand. So when they go to these other tax people and they're like, yeah, like I had one that like, she was a babysitter too, apparently. And the other guy was, you know, had these round numbers for his landscape business. And it's like, bro, that's totally wrong. I know. I know. But you win anyway. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it, I, that's why I'm coming to you this year. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm not here to go, you know, say nothing. But I'm telling you, like, all these things are wrong. And if they, if they audit you, you're responsible, not her. She's not responsible. Plus, she didn't sign her name. So if you get anything prepared from anybody, they better sign their name. If they're not signing their name, they didn't prepare. And it's illegal to do tax work without signing your name and getting paid for something. So those are are some of the things that I think, you know, the organization with QuickBooks, maintaining your receipts, right, really keeping your business clean so that you understand the health. Because sometimes you do have to have the conversation and say, you're not good at this, right? Bringing it back. You're not good at this. Here's what I see you're good at. Here's what we need yeah. to do different. Mm-hmm. So that way you shift that so they don't just feel like they failed. You explain you didn't fail. Did you try marketing? Did you try social media? Did you try these things? Maybe sales isn't your thing, mm-hmm. right? You got to try something else. You know what I mean? Maybe you got to hire a salesperson to do some of these things. And we don't get out of our way sometimes when mm-hmm. we start talking through those things. But I think, you know, when we read through the financial statements and understand that stuff, if you're doing it right, then you get a lot of really good information out of it mm-hmm. to be more successful in the stuff that you're trying to do and make money. And I'm sorry to say, but you're going to pay taxes when you make money. Everybody wants to, like, make a million dollars and not pay nothing. It's like they don't no, I, I, I make a million dollars. I'll pay something. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Everybody wants to make $30,000 and not pay nothing. You're going to pay something. Even at 30000 It depends. Yeah. It depends if you talk to a good CPA so guy. If you, uh, if you make about 100000 <laughs> And uh, give or take, give or take uh, your, your first year, and you didn't you didn't really know what to do with that money and save. Uh, how do you uh, um, asking for a friend? Asking for a friend, you know, like how long do you have to pay the taxes back? Like, yeah, good question. Good. Okay, so so I always tell everybody, you know, if you're gonna owe, it's still better to get your taxes done early. Get them done early. So you know how much you owe. Understand what your your liability is going to be. Yeah. You can start making better moves. You wait till the end because you don't want to pay the tax, man. It doesn't help you. You can get them done day one, the filing season, when you got your stuff. Gotcha. You don't have to pay just because we're done preparing. Right. Right? We can set the payment date to, to towards the end. I never recommend towards too late, right? Like five days. So if we get a rejection or something, right, or didn't come out and you have time. Um, but we can do that, right? So the normal time, right, is April 15th. So if you get your stuff done early, you have up until April 15th to pay. 
legally without penalties. Um, if and you, this year it got moved to June 15th. Uh, well, it got moved to May 15th. What oh, happened man. with Texas was because of the blizzard, right, the snowstorm that we had, the freeze, they, they extended disaster. We were considered a disaster area. Uh -huh. And so it was, you know, uh, declared a disaster area by the president. So Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Texas fell under that. And so we got another month extended. Next year, whatever happens, if they change it, a lot of people like the May 15th deadline because it wasn't as compressed. So I, I don't know if IRS changes that or Congress or what. So what if you haven't filed by May 15th, like <laughs> like somebody I know? So so to, to answer your, your the first question still, you do have options. If you if you don't pay by the deadline, you're going to incur penalties and interest. It's just the reality. Dang. So what we try to do is that if you're in that situation, then we try to prepare you to say you got to start making quarterly estimated payments, especially if you're a Schedule C, if you're a small business owner. We're a pay-as-you-go system. So when your W-2 is getting taken out, you, you pay as you go, right? But when you're a small business owner, it's on you to pay. So if you wait to the end of the year, you're going to get hit with a penalty. So what we say is if we know that and we can project out, well, we need to do some estimates so that you're paying as you go every quarter. So you get to the end of the year and you're just paying the last quarter or whatever the difference was if you, if you gained more money yeah. or not. Yeah. But you're going to pay a penalty in interest if you don't pay it by the deadline. That's a simple fact. I still can't pay. Well, you can do something that's called an installment agreement, right? And it gives you 72 months. It's, it's under, like, I think 25000 and it gives you sort of an automatic uh, grant, you know, of, of, of payment. You're still going to incur penalties and interest through that process because they want their money. But it's like the student loan hustle, man. Good guys. It puts you on a payment plan to get there so you don't have to feel like, because I think this is what happens often. We get stuck in this, like, oh, it's so I'm not going to pay, right? And then now you just snowball that, that problem. <laughs> So you can get on the payment plan and start, and then again, talk to someone so you can get on a good program mm -hmm. so that you don't get to the end of the year and like, damn, I owe again. Now, some people can write a big check. Some people can't, right? So $1,500 may be a big check to people. So that's why I say we have these conversations with people to say, okay, so what changed between last year and this year? Is there anything like that again this year? And then how can we mitigate some of that stuff so that you're better prepared to not have to write that $1,500 check? So those are all good conversations with people because it really does prepare them because we know in this country right now, $500 is, is medical debt, right? Mm -hmm. And that puts you in bad shape. So we don't want anybody to owe the IRS or whatever. They're also not going to come after you like people think. But most 95% of people, like you said, you know, don't want to sort of, you know, shake up that beehive, which I get it. <laughs> I do not want that man coming after me. <laughs> They'll hey, but you just heard it here. You said I owe fifteen hundred, right? Yeah, y'all heard that, right? That's, That's what I owe. First, cool. Or your friend? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking about first my installment. Friend. First yeah. installment. <laughs> yeah. First installment. I, I, I still have money left from last year in there. I don't know. I don't know what you have. What? Well, how do you not know? You're my CPA guy. You haven't nothing, man. I haven't seen you. Send me some screenshots of what you made. I'm like, I can't do nothing on this. I was like, hey, I was like, hey, how much I owe up it is? I know me and Mark go a long way, man, but I'll tell you, like, this is like how this is how far I go, right? I think there's probably been like 37 different messages for me to Mark, like, bro, I need your stuff, man. Just help me with your stuff. And he's over here, like, I need you on this, this, I need you on my show, and I'm like, I'm happy to do your show. I can't. I'm in the middle of Texas, man, and like, and you're one of those people. Stop doing my job. Bro, I, I'm like every. I'm like, man, I want him on the show so bad, but if I text him, he's gonna ask me for my taxes. You see that anxiety you created for yourself? Get him done. Oh man, oh, I'm gonna do. I really would like to for, 
uh, five quarterly uh, next year or this year. I don't know, but we'll in all fairness, we did talk about it last year. Too. Yeah, we did. <laughs> all right, I just want people to know. When you talk to me, you're going to get some stuff. So I, I know I, I don't know how much more time we got, and I really appreciate the conversation because I could talk all day on some of these things. And we haven't even gotten into some really, really good stuff, right? But So for me, like CPA guy, right, at the end of the day, I tell people, please, you know, follow us, like us, share us. We don't talk taxes and stuff. We don't talk all that stuff, right? And a big part of that was because Robert Garcia's CPA is kind of that, the deadlines. But I've told myself, like, why the hell would anybody want to go to my page to read something that they're paying me to know? So, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm like, I'm not going to drop like some of that stuff. But what we are dropping, and so you said, we said it earlier, right? 100%. If, you, if you're doing meals at restaurants, I don't know how much it applies to like a food truck and some of that stuff or how much scrutiny they're going to give around it. But it, it's written in there as restaurants, right? Sort of sit down restaurants. It's 100% deductible this year. The reason they did that was so that you could go back to the restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. Revitalize, in a sense, okay? So there's a little bit of a rhyme and reason in that. But I think that part of that is, is what we're trying to do. So we're trying to tag business owners that either have worked with us, have not worked with us, or even have left us. Because it's important to get that information out there. Mm-hmm. And so that's the information that we're going we're gonna to do. So the other one is it's called the, the Restaurant Revitalization Funds, another one by SBA. Right, so Monday's the deadline for the like um, the smaller businesses, right? Because we saw with PPP, the big businesses came in and sort of sucked everything mm-hmm. up real quick, right? Clogged the system. So they created like I think it was like May first to the twenty first, right? It's like fourteen days. So we're at the end or twenty fourth. I think Monday's twenty fourth. We're at the end of that period for food trucks and restaurants to apply for this. So even if you got some PPP, but your receipts between nineteen and twenty were different, right, or, or have been reduced. Also subtracting PPP, you may qualify for, for an additional fund, right, for some of these. So, again, food trucks, restaurants, bars, bakeries to some degree, right, there's some qualifications there. But that's what we're trying to do, right, is I'm trying to consolidate that information. I'm trying to share it. Yeah. I'm trying to help people understand the importance of these things in, in, a, in a normal way, right, in a way that makes sense, right, the way we're having this conversation now. So people aren't scared. They're not frightened of the IRS. They understand it's just part of the process, Right, to work through all those things. So all CPA guys, and that's why I tell people, like, we'll never sell nothing on there. We understand by default, people are gonna hit us up for something. But that's never and that is not the intent of what we decided to do when we decided to do and separate the two with CPA guy. If you're worried about that or you're like, oh, you're doing it because of that, don't. Because what we earn over here, we're gonna continue to give back to the community. Right? I've mm-hmm. always tried to commit at least 10% of what I've earned into the community. Time, energy, effort, whatever. And we've got some other things that are coming, right? So CPA guy, like I tell my wife, I, I don't want to be the only CPA guy. My goal is to change the discussion, the narrative on how we do it and how we approach businesses. We shouldn't have to be there to be found. We need to do a better job to go find those mm-hmm. that need our help. The other part of that is I, I need other CPAs, business owners, leaders to help. Right. I don't want to say step up because they do a lot of good stuff, but we need to start doing it in a different way. And we need these people to either work with me or I need to motivate them from a distance. It doesn't matter to me. Right. Because we're all sort of in the same cause, trying to do the same things. So building that leadership, building up that tribe with CPA guy. Right. So people don't see it as CPA guy is like taxes and accounting. They see it as like that's the guy that's out there doing good stuff in the community that's the guy that's out there, or that's the brand that's promoting that's benefiting that's building that's encouraging right that's leading right that's what we're trying to build and as much as i wanted it to be me 
I, I realized this year, like I said, these seven months, man, have been like poof for me. I can't, I can't do it on my own. I'm not meant to do it on my own. I've always been a builder, right? I build. That's also one of my top fives. Like, I need to build. And I need to build this with people that are trying to build this. That's why I shout you out all day long because I see what you're doing. And even though we're walking parallel lines right here, right past, we're going to cross one day. Today's one of those crosses. We're going to continue to cross. And so, again, we're interwoven. Absolutely. Intentionally, right, whether we realize it or not. But we're trying to build this and work with people to collaborate because my name doesn't have to be slapped anymore. By default, it does because then that's where people are like, oh, okay, let's go there. I, I want to be a verb, right? Like I want people to see my name as that and what we're doing so we can grow and build because we saw it was a struggle in the pandemic and we see it now. You talk about generational wealth. It all starts with the finances. It all starts with building these things in education and knowledge. So we're not going to reinvent the wheel. Tons of tons of, of, of groups out there and nonprofits that are doing amazing jobs. But we're going to try to be the glue. We're going to try to be that cog. We're going to try to be the person that brings it all together. So people go to us in the one-stop shop and say, tell me about this, tell me about that. And we can say, hey, here's all the people that are doing all the things in this area. So the challenge is nationally, right? When we decided to go into a Houston market or something like that, how do we learn about the things that are going on over there? So I foresee myself sort of moving out of the role that I'm in to do more business development, hire somebody behind me, and start working those other cities for those resources that they got because we're, we're, we are virtual. Mm-hmm. And you can take advantage of those things, right? And I'm just trying to connect people with the right information. So I have a CPA, guys, all about that. The Robert Garcia CPA is all about that, right? And that's, that's two different things. So if you want to work with me, hit me up. If, you know, if, if, you, if you think I can change something to improve something, hit me up. If you got critiques, feedback, hit me up. Just trying to do the best that I can do with what I got, you know, with one of the most common names in the world of Robert Garcia, right? That, you know, but it's not, it's not a big name, mm-hmm. right? And I don't care too much about that today, but I do tell you that I've seen the work that I put in and trying to network, right? You know, I try to work with the city on a few things, you know what I mean? And so by default, my name is kind of hurt a little bit. I'm by no means here. <laughs> I'm here, but talking to enough people, letting them know what we're trying to do is really giving us a bigger impact. But again, when we see that, we're like, oh, I've got 300 Instagram followers. And you're like, so-and-so got a million, 10 million. You're like, dang, okay. So you, you, you get humbled, right? Yeah. You're like, okay, but 300 is like, because what did you say? You get on and you're like, oh, how many people watching? Mm-hmm. Two. And you're like, oh, damn. Right? And then you don't want to get on anymore, right? And then you're like 30. Discursive. But then you have like 1,000, 50,000. You're just like, damn. Yeah. But you said it best, right? I'm going to change those lives of those two people that show up every day, right? And so that's what we're trying to do. And we're trying to find different ways to, to go out there and collaborate and work with people and get our name out there, man. And that's, I got a big heart, and I'm 40 years old right as of April. So I didn't celebrate anything for myself because I got work to do. Mm. But at 40 years old, I'm still going to work. I'm still starting another chapter for myself to keep growing and to keep building the things that I want to build and make the impact at the end of the day in this world, that's, that's my lasting legacy between my family, but those around me, because I want, I want everybody to know, like if you came across my path, if you came across my path maybe 10 years ago, I apologize. Today, <laughs> today, you know, it, it's, I want it to be, you know, 
something positive. Yeah. Right. And and I think that we do a lot of that. And so I appreciate you having me on. Man, so. I appreciate you coming on. A lot of good knowledge spoken, good uh, testimony of your journey, man. And I want to thank you for coming. I, I've been trying to have you on for a while, and I just it's, I just been avoiding my taxes. That's what it is, but. Um, <laughs> Man, keep doing what you're doing. Keep educating. Keep being that beacon of light for, for whoever paths you're crossing. Um, I mean, we've talked a lot before when I was in teaching and everything like that. So um, kudos to you, man. So if you need, I have a CPA guy. You know, hit him up. Questions, concerns, you can tell he has a big heart, wants to help, teach you something about taxes. And so uh, the IRS is not going to come after you. Maybe that's the title of the show. <laughs> Uncle Sam won't come after you. So um, you got anything, Coach? Yeah, it was a lot of good stuff. And yeah. uh, thank you again thank you. for all that knowledge. And yeah. You follow your taxes, too? We got, we got one piece. We got one piece. There's one question left. Yeah, and then, and then like, we hit the button. Yeah. Boom. Oh, okay. The least, yeah. least worries right now. Cause, uh, cause baby? <laughs> nah, I appreciate the knowledge, man. Thank you. I have a CPA guy, man. Follow him on uh, uh, Facebook. And Instagram. And Instagram. Instagram. Hashtag. Guys, how many followers after today? Oh, yeah. Let's get, let, let's, let's get his followers up to 350. <laughs> or we got 30 viewers. Let's go to 330. So, uh, hashtag, I have a CPA guy. Um, check him out on Instagram. Again, we want to thank you guys for tuning in, tuning in to Chalk Talk, the open playbook of life. Just sharing another person's life experience and things that they learned through their journey. And, and he's learned a lot and he's wanting to give back to the community. So, again, we want to thank our sponsor, Alternative Solar, for allowing us to be here today. And um, please like, subscribe, share, um, and give some feedback. All right. So, on behalf of the coaches, we're grinding never stops behind the camera. We will see y'all next week for episode nine. 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 See y'all later. Bye.